Session nine, nine of Murmurs at the Abyss in the seventh edition of Call of Cthulhu. I am your keeper, Stu, and to my left. Hello, I'm Kimmy. I am Doris Daniels, and I am an adventurous and possible murderer now. Although that has not been confirmed. Allegedly. Allegedly. Or resolved. Or, yeah, <laughs> who knows. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. <coughs> Might have been a sick person. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm Jim. I'm playing Isidore Holtzman, uh, almost portrayer of uh, dog homicide. I guess. <laughs> you know, allegedly. Alleged. <laughs> and is slowly going batshit nuts. <laughs> so everything's going to plan. Can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Kadave. I'm going to be playing Dr. Edward J. Friedman, who is still a doctor as we speak, but <laughs> it's not looking good. And instigator of, of friendly dog violence. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. true. To be clear, the dog was was injured slightly, and then we've since sent them to a safe place. So yes. if you're just tuning in, this Away is not... <coughs> that was one of my questions... The um, Dr. Kistler mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. offered to take care of the dog for you. Did you agree to that? or Because yes. I, I, yes. I had thought that you yes. wanted to keep the dog with no. you. Uh, like under the as promise moral support. that uh, they would leave the, a window open for him just in case. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, okay, that yeah. jogged my memory. All right. So, And because we feel like we are entering more mortal danger, we do not wish to endanger the dog. Yeah. It's one of these things where it's like, I, I don't think we're good for... The dog. Because he's a good boy. Poor Durlet. He's a right? good boy. 
All right. It's not my fault. I didn't write what I wrote on the character. <laughs> That's 100% my fault. <laughs> um, and a heads up, this is uh, this game is called Cthulhu game, so it does deal with some pretty heavy issues. There's been characters contemplating self-harm. There's um, you know the, the insanity mechanics where characters... Um, lose agency, and we've all agreed to that, and we all know that joining this game, we had our lines and veils, but there is still some fairly disturbing things of that match with the Lovecraft- Lovecraftian mythos. So enjoy this content at your own risk. Indeed. Oh, with, and with a beer, hopefully. And before I ask if we should start the review, our fourth player can introduce herself. Yay! As soon as she gets her mic on. Yeah. <laughs> I muted it. Ready? You're good. Hi, I am Pooja. Hi. <laughs> I'm playing Camilla Grunewald, a librarian who is not yet insane. Yay. Still. The only one. Success. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I will be soon. I just happen to have puppers to look after mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Now you don't anymore. I don't anymore. Sup, sup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just confirmed that that um, uh, Darelift is staying with Dr. Kistler. Uh, fine. I mean, best for puppers, just worst for me. <laughs> and that, that a, a window was being left open yes. in the office where he is sleeping. In case our vision comes to pass. Yeah. Right. Uh, would someone like to uh, summarize what happened last time in session eight? I wrote mine down. Mine are extremely concise. Should I start? Maybe sure. you should start. Yeah, okay. start and we'll, we'll uh, assist as needed. The party, after much discussion, decides to allow themselves to be experimented upon by Dr. Kiss- Kistler's shared dream study. Um, they are sedated. Uh, there's an operating room, the desert, the lake with the nine doorways. They meet Ahiga, uh, a Navajo. He tells them that she who walks between shadows tried to set up um, a... Ritual, mm-hmm. um, but uh, he disrupted it. Um, uh, let's see, and then he also tells them that uh, in two years, two years hence, that she will uh, cause his demise. <clears throat> and at some point, the party realizes that their visions of Ahiga are actually actually happened a year prior to yeah. the current time. Like we, our vision took us to the past. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you wake up in an operating room alone. Um, well, alone because you're still you're still dreaming. Well, but it, like we were only alone because the people that had been there were all gone, dead. They yeah. were all dead. dead. It wasn't just empty. Right. Right. Um, but we didn't all wake up at the same time. I do remember mm-hmm. that. Oh no, no! You got so, someone willed something to happen, and then you showed up back in the operating room. Yes. Then you went back to where the doorways were and started oh, experimenting right. with them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then two. Then two. Then they, you try to wake up, and two of two of you are capable of doing doing so. Two are still asleep. The two that wake up are in the operating room, which is now a murder scene. They wheel the others into a conference room and wake them up there, and then you run through the place to Kessler's office break into a locked filing cabinet and take files then you wake up for real mm-hmm. then uh, 
And we know so, it's for real because the phone works. Yes. Right. And so, like, all the, like, everyone being murdered was all part of the dream. crazy dream. Right. But not all of us had that dream. Like, I stayed asleep. We never right. saw yeah. it because they wheeled us out before. You, they did, oh, wa- they did, did wake, wake up. you yes. up. So we yes. saw that. Yes. We never of, saw the... Right. Bodies. The gore. Yeah. <coughs> and then... Um, because we didn't want you to go even more insane. Mm-hmm. Then you called Ahiga. Uh, and you were, were able to verify that he does in fact exist, and he did remember the conversation that happened a year ago. I think that's when you realized that yeah. this, mm-hmm. this was... We were in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, then they go in uh, to hide uh, at a nearby rabbi's flat, which you're using as a safe house, and you buy some stuff. And the last thing I wrote noted down here was that... Um, you were contemplating finding the nurse in Hamblendon who took care of Robert Trask. Yeah. We had arranged travel, and okay. we were in the midst of a debate about whether or not we should call ahead mm-hmm. or not. Okay. And I think we kind of were leaning not. Yeah. Yeah. And we bought clothes so we didn't look like we're in our pajamas Correct. for the fourth yeah. day in a row. <laughs> they only stay clean so long. Yeah. Especially with all the sweating we do. Yes. And regardless of how well you tie the backs, you're still showing butt. They're <laughs> 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 no, not pajamas, because we put it back on our pajamas. Oh, you did? We were okay. Yes. Around in our, you weren't our in hospital gowns anymore? No. <laughs> I don't think they would have sold clothes. The to trick us then. is just one forward, one backward. <laughs> right, well, yes. And then you're good. Just somebody shivering in the cold <laughs> on the side. How did I volunteer for this? <laughs> all right. So, so I think we, I think we, right before we left, we agreed not to, not to call, not to call okay. ahead. I didn't recall if we came to a conclusion. I think on that. we did, but I remembered the debate was leaning not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like not would be better. Yeah, I mean, it's it's bad enough that they seem to already know where we are at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, through the dreams, but like healthy amount of paranoia actually to work in our advantage at this point. Healthy about, yeah. Well, you know, judging with what we're, we've been dealing with, mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of, of apprehension, fear, and paranoia that should come along with it. Okay, so did you uh, book a car or a train to Hamblin? I think it was a train. Yeah, I think it was okay. a train. Yeah. Yeah, I think we booked passage on a train. Okay, so the train leaves in the morning. Are there any preparations anyone wants to make, or should we just fast forward right ahead to the? I don't have anything that I. Yeah. I don't think there's anything. Okay. Yeah, not really can't, necessary. Can't really go buy additional ammunition. Because it's, it, it's Britain. But you can buy alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, actually, guns weren't <coughs> outlawed. In I don't Britain at this time. They may not have been. No, I googled it. I looked. Oh, it you up. did. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's a good idea for us wanted people to go around buying ammunition, <laughs> but uh, I think the less we're seen out and about, the better. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I agree. Um. Uh, okay, so it, it, the next morning, you guys prepare to leave. Does there? Uh, are you going to leave word or try to get word to the rabbi to let him know that his house is empty again? I think that the arrangement that we made is that I would let him know once he's ready to re-inhabit, to come back and move back in, and that we'd be using it for the time being. So I think the least amount of contact that okay. I have with him, the better. Okay. So you just arranged it for a day or two or yeah. whatever. Okay. All right. 
Okay, so you guys go to, I don't know, let's say some station. Mm-hmm. Covent something or other, whatever it was. And I get, I, it's been a long time since I've been wondering. Mm-hmm. Um, and you uh, end up on the train out into the English countryside to the north, to Hamblendon, the made up county that doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm going to pick up a bunch of the larger and some of the more local papers, like three or four, and I'm just going to start pouring through them to see if I can find anything going on that's weird or mm-hmm. okay. related to this. Uh, you do find articles about the incident that happened at your hotel. Okay. Um, there is also an article about a murder nearby, like within a, a, a few blocks, a gunshot wound to the head, um, and that there was uh, some sort of firefight or something that involved American tourists. <laughs> um, and uh, the, We're the, the reason why they outlaw weapons. They might, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and and they, they, uh, they don't have your names. Or at least they're not published. So, um, but it does mention that um, there's no mention of the the giant horrible dog thing. Um, just a flurry of gunfire and screaming and people running through the the alleys. Um, and they 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 also <coughs> quote the uh, the cabbie that you hailed and punched. Um. And there is a description of you. Oh dear. Well. Do you, sh- do you share that with us? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh hell's yeah. Because I'm not reading the papers. I'm not a big reader. Yeah, well, it's not like I can Google what happened. So Mm-mm. I'm second best here. Oh yeah, no. It's been like two days since it happened, so yeah. The new the reporters have been collecting collecting information. Um. So on the train, uh, going north, it's uh, several hours. It's probably a four or five hour uh, train ride. Mm-hmm. Um, there, at some point, uh, Dr. Friedman, you realize that, that there's someone... <coughs> you're sitting probably, not in the dining car, but you know, you're know you sitting in the, the seats where you sort of face each other and you have a sort of a table between you. Okay. But it's not... Like a lounge car. Right. And there is someone... Sort of like across the aisle, maybe like five rows down. Every time you look up and look in that direction, that person's looking away from you. Hmm. What do they look like? It's a, um, it's a man. He's probably maybe in his thirties. He's got a mustache. He's kind of got long hair. Um, like fairly well dressed, or he's wearing a suit, prof- professorial looking, <laughs> sort of, but kind of frumpy. He's got sort of uh, blackish hair that's uh, a little graying a little bit, um, a little gray in his in his mustache. And when he's not looking at you, he's looking down and he's working on something. He's got some sort of notebook or something, and he's like furiously scribbling. In it. I'll probably, like, would everybody want to be there? Well, as far as we know, you're the only one to notice this. So. Right, right. But uh, yeah, I'm in the car like, with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. Like, if you wanted to be in your other actual seat, nah, or whatever, that's that your choice. I want to, I'd want to stay within eyeshot of at least one of you at all times. Yeah. 
I can bear to lay you out of my sight. Yeah. <laughs> Lord only knows what would happen. Exactly. Um, I'll very quietly and subtly, like, hand on the table, kind of get everybody's attention. Just okay. looking out the window, <laughs> and then I'll kind of glance, and I'll go, you know, give the subtle signs of, I think there's someone over there watching us, or observing us. Okay. Like, like who, I'll probably who? point at the article, and then point that way and go... And, and who who is sitting next to Dr. Friedman? Because the only, that's the only person who can look in that direction without being obvious. Otherwise, you're... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't look back there. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two. Okay. I guess it's so. Fair. We're exactly in this layout. Right. Convenient. <laughs> How convenient. Okay, so I look over. And you, the only, the only, I mean, there's a bunch of people there, but the the person he seems to be indicating, um, he's just this guy. He's just. Sitting there, looks like he's furiously writing. His brows are furrowed. It looks like he's in deep concentration. Mm-hmm. No. I'm gonna get up. Okay. I, I like <laughs> as you start to get up, I'm going to put my my hand on your arm. And I'm just going to indicate myself. Oh, all right. And I'm going to get up. Okay. Then I was just being polite. <laughs> and I'm going to walk over, and I am going to say, "Excuse me, are you?" I'm. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but you wouldn't happen to be Professor Hutchinson, would you? Thus. And he says something in German. Oh. Uh, remind me, out of character. Mm-hmm. Talking foreheads here. I can never remember the name of the professor who ran the clinic. Doctor Kistler. Thank you. <clears throat> I think Hutchinson was one of his assistants. Mm-hmm. It was. I just yeah. picked a name Mark. because mm-hmm. I didn't actually think it was Hutchinson, but I, I wanted to I, start a dialogue. Okay. Yeah. Sure. But um. Oh no, no, not Hutchinson. Then you must be uh, an associate of Doctor Kistler's. Uh, and he says something in German, and he kind of has a confused look, and he sort of points at his ear. Mm, and I try to French. I try French. Mm. Mm. Fancy. It is the language of diplomacy. Yeah. I mean, it's the continent. People ah, yeah. are m- multilingual. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Oh, what are you going to say? I'm just going to repeat, like the uh, if you, you are, if you if you know, do you are you an acquaintance of Dr. Kistler's? Um, uh, and he says uh, he does speak. He does speak and understand French. He says no. Um, is he a mathematician? Oh no, sorry, my mistake. He's uh, conducting some uh, studies in dreaming, I believe, the psychology of dreams in London, and where my associates and myself. Uh, made his acquaintance. Oh, and uh, and you look so familiar. I, I mistook you. Well, I, and, and, and unless you are a mathematician, I doubt you would know who I am. Well, honestly, I I do have some uh, interest in the maths, 
due to my position as a librarian for a university. Oh, make oh make a um who make a, just a regular old knowledge roll. Mm, okay. Cano. Cano. And Let give me see it, if give I yourself a, Give yourself advantage. Oh, is it called advantage? A bonus die. Bonus uh, die in this game. Whatever it is. Right. I get extra that things. Extra things I place. definitely... You roll, like, you, I rolled an 11 was my better one. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, you're pretty sure this is Albert Einstein. <laughs> who just recently published his theory of relativity. And honestly... You must get this all the time, but you remind me of Albert Einstein. Oh, I am. <gasps> oh my goodness, <laughs> it's such an honor to meet you. I'm watching this like... <laughs> <laughs> I recently read your paper on so relativity. being spied on by... Oh, did you? Were you, we? were you able to follow it? I'm not a good writer. I, unfortunately, because my, um, because math is not my specialty, and I'm more of a generalist, I, I did follow it as much as I could, though. And it seemed quite profound. Oh, it, it's, uh, it's actually a very simple theory if it's illustrated properly. And, he's, and he, then he kind of sort of scooches over and he invites you to sit down. And I do. And then, and then he starts, he takes his pen and he puts it on the table and says, here is how relativity works. Let's say there's someone outside of the train. We're moving at 40 miles an hour. And then he, he basically goes on and explains how, how re- relativity works. The and whole time I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> Do you speak French? No. Okay. But at this point, I am 100% assuming, like, I'm afraid that you're in on something. <laughs> Okay. Well, after yeah. after this, I'm gonna say to him that um, I have a colleague who I believe would be very interested in meeting you. Um, if you if you don't mind, I know I've I've taken quite a bit of your time. Oh no, not at all. That would be fine. And I'm gonna go. That back. would be fine because he's speaking French. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna well. say to the table. I'm gonna say it is Albert Einstein. Who? He um, is a famous mathematician and just published a paper on relativity. I read it at the library in uh, in Ravenhurst. We uh, did a small special lecture to try to explain it to people. Huh. Most did not understand it at all. That seems very suspicious. I, I don't think mathematicians can be famous. <laughs> um, I use the word. Sorry. I use the word generously. Oh. Um. When I say famous, I mean known in his academic circles of math. Oh, all right. yeah, that's that's better. Uh, so it's not like famous, like you are famous. Oh, but well, all right. Well, that that's less suspicious then. All right. Uh, but Isidore, I thought you might be interested in, uh, in uh, meeting a good he's doctor. He's basically sort of like <laughs> shaking with shaking excitement. with excitement and giddiness. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I would love to be introduced to him. What would a famous mathematician be on a train to the middle of nowhere England? Actually, he's a physicist. I revised my statement. What would a semi-famous physicist be doing on a train to the middle of nowhere England? We can find that out when we speak to him. It'll be lovely. I just didn't want to continue to speak alone without talking to y'all first because I know that uh, we've been through some things and it might worry you. Yes, good call. I'm already kind of standing up <laughs> and straightening so myself out. So Isidore and I shall go back. Well, that's that's fine. And and speak you with Dr. Einstein. Hold the table, then. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, Watch our backs. 
Right. Well, I'm just going to have more coffee. Pretty sure even the two of you can take a mathematician. <laughs> so Isidore and I go back to Einstein. Yeah. Okay. All right. He, he sort of stands up and introduces himself. I introduce myself and and try not to gush <laughs> too much. Uh, and uh, because I, I had been at that uh, that lecture. Okay. And of course I probably have some fairly extensive questions about the nature of relativity and space-time. Right. Uh, and I'm going to try to basically sort of like uh, go into alternate dimensions because that's part of his theory as well and actually just try to pick his brain for some resolution as to, you know, this interdimensional travel that we've actually been sort of doing okay. that, but without hitting that we've been doing it. Just okay. sort of like, you know, when you think about the possibilities of being able to sideslip into one of these alternate dimensions, do you think that, you know, is it something that our consciousness can concede? Blah, blah, blah. Mm, okay. How many alternate, yeah, you know, you, 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 quest, yeah, you brought up the possibility of up to 11 extra dimensions da, 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 and all that stuff. Just Man, I'm glad you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Okay. Job, <laughs> uh, I would like to also like just slip in one of the like it's so serendipitous that we were able to meet you going out to such a, a odd location as uh, as Hamblendon. Oh yes, uh, th- there's uh, uh, I need to consult with a uh, um, a, f- a physicist um, who. Uh, resides in the area there. Uh, there have been some inconsistencies in some of the predictive models of space-time that I have not uh, yet been able to... Um, Reconcile? Reconcile. Um, and uh, I have uh, a, a colleague wh- whom I have actually never met but have, have corresponded with uh, for quite some time, who lives there, who I'm going to uh, go in and uh, visit with and consult and see if between the two of us we can um, figure out what these inconsistencies are, if they're an incorrect calculation or if there's something that needs to be modified about about the theory. Uh, I also ask him whether delving into the secrets of the functions of the actual universe does he think that it brings him closer to God, or uh, basically trying to uh, basically sort of questioning him on his religious motivations for upending everything we believe in? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he 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 actually he, he kind of gets a little defensive. Not he's still friendly, but he's like uh, uh, sort of like he's hurt. He's he's had these sort of arg- arguments that have gone along this line before. And he's he his basic his basic premise of it is that if there is truth to be had, would not God want us to know it? And I tell him I agree with you totally as a scientist myself. My God is a very large God, and my God is capable of seeing things from virtually every angle. So I believe that our quest for knowledge and our quest for truth is a quest for godliness in and of itself. But uh, you know, it, it, it becomes difficult from a philosophical. When when I meet someone as brilliant as yourself and someone that answers questions that are as large as the question of who we are and our place in the universe, I always like to ask them how they reconcile their beliefs with with 
with these scientific truths and uh, just like basically just lead him down to that, that road. I'm not basically doing it as criticize, and I just wanted to see his point of view on it and 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 from a sort of like a, a more broad-minded point of view than somebody that you would think would be strictly religious. But right. it's one of the things that he grapples with all the time in, the, in, in himself is the fact that he res- researches history and a lot of what comes from what our belief structures come from are certain pivotal points in history that must be true biblically in order for these things to be true. But sometimes you stumble over things that maybe are somewhat inaccurate and in how you reconcile those things to yourself. And do you is that part of the fundamental... Uh, problem solving that you go through when you release this type of information and do you take that into account when you release this information and how people are going to react and how that's going to challenge their core beliefs I I can't be concerned with how people (coughs) will react to what I release if I did that I would never have released anything my own colleagues derided me when I originally proposed the theory of relativity well I'm uh, I, I I, I know of a young Jew that came uh, that came forth with some fairly radical ideas <laughs> uh, that formed the foundation of an entire civilization, and I see that he, things did not end up very well for him either. Indeed. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps I shall have better luck. I, I will hope, hope so. so. <laughs> <laughs> and in that, you have my full support, Doctor. No, but yeah, but he is just overwhelmingly okay happy this. And we'll probably overstay his welcome a little bit longer than you probably should have. Right. And then sort of go, oh, this is rude. And then He has a, a notebook open, and you can see he has all kinds of calculations and things that he's working on. That like very advanced. Yeah, stuff. it's way over my effing head. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like gibberish. It's like, wow. Awesome. Okay. So we rejoin the party. All right. And in, anything anyone else want to do while they're on the train or anything like that? Okay. All right. I'm going to keep my eyes open. Okay. He does continue to stare, come look at you over the course of the, I mean, like every 15 or 20 minutes, you kind of, <laughs> and you can catch him. <laughs> so he continues to not look at any of us very <laughs> intently throughout the course of the journey. Except for staring at Dave every certain time. Or, or the group. Well, Dave sees he's staring at him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Great. Great. That's the thing about this game. <laughs> Quit. Mess I'm going to order a drink. I feel mess of time. <laughs> you okay. can order drinks on trains, right? Yeah, okay. of course. I will, have, I, w- I will have been doing that this Isn't time. Isn't it like 9 o'clock in the morning? I mean, it's it's probably past noon by the time you're almost there. Okay. Probably the last hour. They I'm American. It's late at it's, night. It's somewhere. a five o'clock somewhere theory. <laughs> yeah, it's midnight in LA. Uh, I of course give my card to Doctor Einstein. Okay. This is my course of work, and I'm certain that you know we would love to have you at Ravenhurst University to do a lecture, if it's at all possible, if you find the time while you're in the States. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. He gives you his card as well. I know for a fact he will visit the United States. Yes. And this city in particular. Los Angeles? Or Pasadena? Pasadena? 
Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He dedicated the observatory. At oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. In 1931. Oh. That's awesome. I learned a thing. Yep. All right. Also that Einstein spoke French. I didn't know that either. Uh, he, he, the, one of the few languages he didn't speak was English. <laughs> uh, I found the list. Ever? He never learned He English. never learned English. Oh. German was the language of, of yeah. science. Yeah. So, he's... Uh, well, German. Uh, Italian, French... No, uh, well, it lists English here, but I specifically found maybe not till later. It may yeah. it may have been later in life. Yeah, may, and Latin. That makes sense. French, German, Italian, Latin. Well, I mean, who didn't know Latin? Right. Right. <laughs> okay, so it pulls into the station, and it's a. Uh, this is a, a very beautiful countryside. I mean, very extremely mm-hmm. green. Um, the uh, the the station itself is very small. Um, it, just a, a couple of small buildings, like you know, the station where you buy your tickets, and there's like a little waiting room next to it, um, and and then the the platform itself. <coughs> but it's, there's not much here. Um, you can see that there's a few carriages and a couple of cars waiting for people, mm. and people get out and get into them and whisk away. But it's it is a beautiful countryside. A lot of farms. Yeah. Dairy. I'm go see if there's um, some kind of transport for hire. Mm-hmm. There are there are cabs. And acquire us one so we can get to our okay destination. So we can ambush the nurses. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. get uh, get your stuff, and the guy help gets help from like a a boy. We don't have a lot. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We've shed most of our accoutrement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're traveling light. And um. and then they uh, did they where where to? Uh, we got an address. I believe you did. You have an address. I yeah. am going to ask when we get to the station if there's anywhere to buy bullets nearby. On the countryside, it might be easier. Yeah, and we won't be as recognized. Oh yeah, the there's a fish and game store. Okay. But Are you going there first? Let's then? start there first. Sure. Well, let's let's ask for camping gear and outdoors gear, and I just like where you buy bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Already done. Yeah. Already, already did the we thing. We didn't ask the cabbie that. Yeah. No, we asked someone at the station. All right. Yeah. Good. And uh, looking it up, uh, like bullets weren't for like pistols weren't outlawed until like nineteen nineties, the nineteen nineties. Wow. Oh, okay. So, and especially in like farm country, it probably wouldn't be that. No. It might be weird to have a woman asking, but no, there yeah. are a lot more guns in the country in Britain than there yeah. are in the big cities. Sure. So you ba- you basically probably asked to to go to town mm-hmm. first because it's not a big place. No. So you go through the countryside and it's you know rolling hills and you see cows over here and sheep over here, mm-hmm. goats and stuff. And uh, and you end up in this little small town. It's all these little cobblestone buildings, mm-hmm. and uh, it looks extremely quaint to you know, American eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it, sort of off in the distance, you can see the uh, Hamblendon Manor. Okay. And uh, it's sort of on a hill, and it's this big, grand-looking, looking extremely square-looking structure. Mm-hmm. Like strangely so. No. Okay. No. no, no like someone knew what they were doing. They okay. weren't drinking like, when they were building it. No, the architecture <laughs> does not seem out of place from the rest of the architecture. Yeah, sure. No. Or is no. it dilapidated and leaning? No, not at all. No. It's well maintained. It doesn't yeah. have Casa de Evil written. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I've known some GMs that are that obvious. So, <laughs> so we go to the fish and game store. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna buy bullets for my Colt 38. Um, uh, do they have other guns that I can purchase? Oh, uh, let's see. They probably have shotguns. That probably something that they would almost always have. They probably have a few rifles. They might have a few pistols. Okay, uh, I will buy. They don't have a replacement, um, like uh, the lever carbine that I had. They pro- I mean, those are pretty common. Oh, lever action. Yeah. A uh, lever action rifle. Yeah. Let me, let me look. <coughs> I'll just get a rifle then. That's okay. Well, like a bolt action. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Something, that something I'd be like familiar with already. I poured water on my mouse pad. My mouse pad only works half the time now. Oh, I'm so annoyed. That's unfortunate. <clears throat> um, and then I'll just get a bunch of bullets for both guns. So okay. I have a bigger gun again, and my little gun. Uh, how many? How much ammo do you want to get for your um, for your thirty-eight? They come in boxes of probably fifty. How big are the boxes? Uh, okay. You say I have a handbag that's like this big, so I buy like four boxes. Okay. All right. And ha- and what else do you want to get? Th- now, yeah, they have a, a Martini Henry repeating rifle. Okay. Uh, little longer than than the than the car- carbine okay. that you had, but similar. Okay, that's what I'll get. All right. <clears throat> Should I use the same damage for? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was sort of my sort of my thing. I'm like. I get something without <laughs> gaming that. that matches what's on my character sheet already, <laughs> so I don't have to look something else up. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, and then that's what I get. Okay. But if you're going to be anything, be efficient. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but let's I assume that's what she'd be the most familiar with shooting, so she'd want something similar, so right. she's yeah, good I mean, with it. Yeah. Um, cool. And then I get uh, half as many, like, three boxes of bullets with that one. I don't know. Okay. There'd be left fewer in a box, but... Um. Uh. No. Yeah, maybe longer. Maybe. Well, no. It depends. Some. Yeah. Some. My, my lever action rifle uses pistol ammunition. Yeah. Uh, most. It uses three fifty seven. Yeah. Forty five oh. or three fifty seven. Yeah. So it's probably forty five. It's probably about the same. Slightly heavier box, but probably fifty. Okay. To a box. Cool. As, I'll get as many as I can fit in my handbag. So okay. if I can get by four of those, too, I'll You do. can. It's going to make your handbag kind of heavy sort of at about that point. That's okay. okay. Then it also becomes a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. I have a strength of 85. I'm okay oh, carrying a handbag yes. of bullets. <laughs> and you can hear the shunk, 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 because the bullets rattling around. Yeah. <laughs> That's my ammo. I don't know you. <laughs> okay. Now, what is your daily spend? The 50 or something. Yeah, it's the same as Yeah, it's, I've got... That might... Exceed. Oh, okay. Then I don't. Want only, only, only because of the cost of that rifle. Oh, okay. Let me dub- just double check real quick. But I think the rifles are not. They're not fifty. Okay. They're probably quite a bit more expensive. I'll buy everybody a good pair of boots. Oh, okay. Seeing as we're in the countryside. How okay. appreciate That's so sweet. That's yeah, very sweet. Yeah. What is your daily spend? Because y'all did have the same. Same thing. Fifty. I can't imagine that they're going to be more than twelve bucks a pair for boots. No, yeah. especially not out in the country like this. It's not like we're on Bond Street. Wow. How much are they? Twenty dollars. For boots? No, for, for the, the rifle. rifle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like crap. <laughs> <laughs> and the bullets definitely don't cost thirty dollars. 
Oh no, not even <laughs> close. No way. Okay. Yeah. Like, note to self, live in the tw- build a time machine. Time. Well, A and B limit all user, all players' credit scores in the future. <laughs> well, we had to roll for that. That was the thing we got. Yeah, it's a rolled stat. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a rolled stat. It was within a, uh, what was the rolled stat? It's within, within a, a parameter. parameter. Like, right. within a range. Yeah. No, it was no. You buy that that, that yeah. one. That, that one you buy it, but you have to have a minimum for the class, that yeah, you for right. the profession that you choose. But right. it was just a. I chose to spend points there instead of other places. Yeah, right. Mm. Which is why I haven't been particularly good at actual medicine. <laughs> <laughs> the best paid doctors aren't very good at actual medicine. Right. Yeah, sounds legit. Totes. Okay. Um. Yeah. So let's go up to the Hamilton Manor. Yeah. Okay. Now that you're. Uh, well. Do we want to go there? Or do we want to go try and find this nurse first? I, in my brain, thought that was where the nurse would be. So let's go. go to, let's go to the nurse's oh, place. Okay. Yeah. You have an address that's like down, you know, West Hamblington Road mm-hmm. or something. Great. So we'll go there. Okay. Sorry, ignore me. <laughs> no, it's all good. I was like, wait, she lives there. I thought I missed something myself. Okay. Uh, also, while I'm there, sorry before we leave. Um, since we're shopping, mm-hmm. you love shopping so much. I just, uh, just, oh so can I buy like I don't want to buy a gun belt. That's a little obvious, but like, is there? There's got to be some sort of like fanny pack of this time period. I just don't want all my bullets in one place. So like, how about I small I buy a small like a bag, bag, a ball backpack, and I offer to carry some of her ammunition for. Her. Okay. Well, no, I just don't want it all in one place because if someone takes, if I lose my handbag, I lose. Oh, you want to spread it out? I'm, I'm just spreading it out on myself. I'm spreading it out between a couple of people. Actually That's probably good to do. Okay. Don't put all your lead eggs in one bag. Right. <laughs> I think it would be better if you shared it with Edward because he also has a gun. That's true. True. Versus. No, you don't have a gun anymore, do you? Yeah, I think I do. I don't. Did you I leave it in the hotel? Did you take it with you? No, because I, I. Emptied it and then we ran. Oh, so you kept it with you? I think so. Oh, I thought it was gone. I've just been assuming. I didn't ask. I know your rifle. You someone like threw it at I it did. or something. I yeah. threw the rifle. <laughs> I remember that. I've handled that problem. Yeah, because uh, I remember I emptied okay. it through the door and then we ran. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I don't ever remember saying I put it down. Okay. Or threw it at the monster. Yeah, okay. I don't think I did. Great. If no. you have a gun and I know it, I buy him bullets too. He I has think the same. Yeah. Because it was one of my guns, wasn't it? I no, I bought it. No, he bought it. Oh, okay, but it was a it was a thirty eight. Okay. Oh, okay. There you go. Awesome. Cool. So yeah, we have guns for that bullet. Bullets for bullets that bullets gun. for that gun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and I get some sort of belt with like a little pouch on it or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure they have something, something yeah. like that. Okay. It might look. And what bandolero? No, I didn't. I didn't. It's a little obvious. Like a I mean, messenger bag kind of thing. Doris is like, yes, that would be fantastic, but I'm maybe wanted in London. Maybe I shouldn't go walking around with a bandolero on. Probably not. We're not actually a bunch of Wild West bandits. Yeah, super gun violence girl with I an mean, arrow. I mean, she has one, but it's like nice and embroidered and at home with her show outfit. Sure. Okay. But we're not doing a show now. No, because but again, it's still, it was yeah. a Wild West show. Yes. How much is a shotgun, by the way? Twenty. Probably, oh. probably around the same. Probably around twenty. Why do you need one? You want one? I was thinking about getting something to hurt myself, here. but I look so ridiculous. <laughs> I feel so ridiculous. 
Okay. Sure. Right, sorry. When I, I'll take the a shotgun if the Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I got a ten dollars spend. Uh, is basically what I'm saying. If they can find some kind of weapon. Oh, they probably have some that are used. Yeah. 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 I bought myself a shotgun once. Okay. L- um, probably uh, the. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, double barrel. Double barrel. It's just bird shot rifle. Hammerlock, right? Yeah. Okay. And, you, and a Pleasure. box of a box of birdshot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that would also be effective against locusts. <laughs> I'm just saying. That it does seem. It does seem like that might be a handy thing. Yeah. I just want some spread on this thing. <laughs> okay. Um. You. I'll just say it kind of comes in a case. Okay. So you're not walking around. The streets with a shotgun <laughs> <laughs> and the rifle and a rifle. What do you? Unless we all, uh, unless we all dress up as hunters. That's not. We're out here for what? What are they fox- foxes? Right? That's what they hunt out here. Yeah. Right? Well, that's that's with <laughs> horses <laughs> and dogs. There's they don't do that. The we definitely don't, don't look like we're going on a fox hunt. No. The four of us will never look like we're going on a fox hunt. <laughs> Even if we were actually hunting foxes, <laughs> yeah, I don't think she thinks about that. I think she just like pheasant right. and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm more partial to brisket, but most farmers frown on you shooting their cows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not the livestock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's, there's no not a lot of feral now cows. That armed to the teeth. Okay. <laughs> they probably have like those canvas zipper bags. I've yes, not, I've never not played in a, in a Call of Cthulhu game where at some point everybody goes, "Well, we we should get some guns or something." <laughs> Doris feels much better about life right now. <laughs> um, I'm gonna point out like a stylish case, like that you can sling across your back for your rifle and say, "Like, oh, isn't that the latest fashion? I think I saw it in a magazine." Yeah. Are you an old guy? You like hanging out in alleys late at night? <laughs> Morning. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll get whatever, yeah. It's the most stylish thing, obviously. Okay. Give me one second. I just okay. need to check. Did, did I give anyone the name of that nurse? Because yes. I don't have it written down. Abigail. Another Abigail? I use the name Abigail, Abigail Northrop. I use Ab- no, Abigail. that's not the nurse. That's, that's the, the nurse. Uh, oh, you've got the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Is the, it? the transfer paper. Abigail Northrop, the nurse, is the one that oh. Robert Trask was entrusted to to transfer okay. back to London. Oh, because like wasn't I thought that was the name of the Abigail that was in the uh, in no. New York. There's no, three Abigail. Abigail. That's Abigail. Something else. That's we the, want to write on it. So that it's was not the, Abigail. That was the dilettante Abigail. That, yes. For some Cheeto. reason, in the 1920s, I really liked the name of Abigail. the New York Abigails. <laughs> right. Yeah, because this is yeah, because the New York. The yellow fever person was also Abigail. Yes. Abigail Northrup. We'll call her Nurse Northrup. <laughs> we'll call her Abby. Yeah, I was going to say uh, There you go. Or you just change it to Gail. Yes. Oh, there you, you go. could just change it to Gail. Hmm. Okay. So you're you're going along and you find the address, <clears throat> and it's um, uh, it's a wooden structure. It's not, I mean most of the structures are, are cobblestone, but this one is this one is wooden. It looks like it's sort of an apartment, and uh, she's at number three. 
and, and basically you've got units that are sort of side by side, almost like what, what, are, they, what are they called? The little two story like brownstones that they're called. I can't remember yeah. what they're called. Something like that. Look kind of like that. <clears throat> and there's like a a group of like six of them. They have little gardens in the front with little picket fences. Like council housing? Is that what that's called? Well, like, does it look like housing provided by the government for low-income people? No, not really. Okay. Not really. It's nicer. And there's a garden. She has she has roses. Oh, nice. Well, I suppose the time is now. We'll go up there and knock on the door. Okay. Um, perhaps, perhaps not all of us should go at the same time. It might be a bit intimidating. I'm going to stand it here by the garden gate. Oh, all right. Okay. Then if you get invited in, you can invite me with you. Say I'm with you. Just as a woman, I wouldn't want to open the door for four strangers. True. Good thing. You can hear someone inside walking, taking a long time. Walking. Yeah. Knock on the door. And then in here, who is it? Hello, uh, my name is Edward Freeman. I've I've come all the way from America. Uh, I I believe that uh, my colleague shared a patient with you at one point. If you are indeed Nurse Northrop, I I I, I am. <laughs> she opens the door. She is obviously she's she's probably mid fifties, late fifties. She's blind. Ah. And that was a lot of locks for a small country town. Yes. <laughs> I need I feel the need to point out. Yes. yes. <laughs> and she says, Oh yes, please come in. Yes. Uh, I, I have three colleagues with me that, that made the journey. Oh very well. Very and I'll I am Doctor Holtzman. A pleasure, please. And she sort of gestures to the like a sitting room to the side of the the entryway. I was just about to have some tea. Would you like some? Uh, No, no. Please don't trouble yourself. Oh, well, I was about to have some tea. It would be be fantastic. Thank you so much. Would you like um, any help in the kitchen? Oh, that that would be wonderful. Thank you. And she says that there, the tea service is there. <laughs> and she points toward a, a cabinet. So I take down the tea service. And then uh. she assembles everything And as you carry it. She's using a cane. Yes. To, to get around. While they're in the kitchen, Doris does like a sweep of the room, of the sitting room. Yeah, okay. Sort of look around. Yeah. Um, it is sort of what you would expect from um, an elderly, retired elderly woman's house. There's a lot of doilies and... <laughs> Um, little paintings. The place is extremely dusty, mm-hmm. um, which probably is understandable. Um, but it looks like the places. I mean, she's attempting to keep the place clean, mm-hmm. but there's places that she's forgetting because mm-hmm. she can't see. But um, it, it looks comfortable and warm. Okay. Does she? Does she look like she's just blind, or does she look like some kind of traumatic event? Um, her, 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 the, 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 the irises of her eyes are white. 
Okay. I mean, it, it like cataract white or like possibly yeah. cataracts, maybe a disease, okay. possibly, but it doesn't look like an injury. Okay. Or anything like that. That's maybe nothing. Probably they'd be able to. I I mean maybe I guess they could do cataracts in the twenties. People knew about cataracts, right? We knew about them, but we didn't have anything yeah. to do about it mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, I don't think cataract surgery happened until like seven. Oh, no, yeah, that's a lot longer. Great. And she. Yeah, well, you set the So tea. I bring <laughs> the tea service out and uh, I curse my uh, continental manners for not even bringing over, like, you know, a thing of sandwiches <laughs> as we come to visit some old women. Have we brought bullets? No, I don't think. Uh, no one's going to eat those. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so uh, uh again terribly sorry to bother you oh no it's uh, no bother I, I very rarely get guests these days but uh it seems that uh my uh department chair you see we we are all colleagues at a university in in New York um and uh my department chair uh, at one point, uh, treated uh, a gentleman that had survived the the Titanic disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was Robert Trask. Oh yes. Oh, you're from Ravenhurst, then. Yes. 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 I was the nurse who was sent to retrieve him and escort him back to uh, London. Ah, that's what I'd hoped to hear. Um, you see, we are attempting to track down Mr. Trask and see how his treatment has progressed. Oh. Over the years, Mister Mr. Trask. Um, give me one second. Now I have to go through all of these details that I wrote. She <laughs> <months laughs> shuffles the paper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she she stares off into the middle distance. You yeah. think uh-huh. as she tries to remember. Um, it was such a long time ago, you see. Mister <laughs> Trask died. Um, Oh, it, it must have been eight years ago, six, six years ago, perhaps? Uh, Not quite six years, because I do remember it was on Halloween. I want to say it was 1917. Hmm. It, he died in a fire. Oh, where, whereabouts was this? Um, I believe this was... It, it was his parents' home. Um... Which is just outside of London. Um, but it was his parents, I, I believe, had already passed. And um, his doctor had been made uh, his ward. And um, I believe that he was uh, put in, uh, what would they call it, the ex- uh, Executor of the estate mm. until some such time that Mr. Trask would be competent enough to uh, take possession himself. But I don't, um, I don't know if that would ever would have happened. He was a very troubled young man. Indeed, indeed, that's why we were attempting to follow up on wh- what his condition might have been in the years after he left Ravenhurst, because we are. I'm. Personally, working on a paper about some of the treatments 
that he was beginning to undergo to see if we could help other troubled folk Indeed. find their way. Uh, but now he he was under the he was under the care of a psychologist, Doctor Philip Saint John. Um, and I do not know what came of him, but. Um, and this was the doctor that was his caretaker, his indeed, and also governor of, of his estate. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe uh, I r- read that he had sold. He had sold the property to um, a third party, um, and I had not heard anything of him since. Hmm. You know what hospital he worked out of? Uh, he worked, I believe, he worked out of the London Institute of Psychology, Psychiatry. Sorry. Which, of course, is familiar to you. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's that's sad news. Uh, did they believe the fire was an accident, or? I believe so. I, I never heard anything about it being arson or anything of the sort. Um, I do recall that they said he died at, in bed. Um, but I, I, I really, I mean, I might have some newspaper clippings, but I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to find them for you anymore. No, but, no. Uh, but I could. But I, if you wanted to see the, the boxes they might be in in my attic, I, I would certainly allow let you. Oh no 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 no! That would that would be too much. But uh, we could certainly. You've given us plenty of information to go on to to do a little research ourselves. I mean, it might be nice to find those articles. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, might be nice to have those articles for the exhibition. Oh uh, well. It uh, isn't the worst idea, and especially some coming from uh, uh, such a reliable source as yourself. Okay. Uh, what do they call it? The first source or something? Sorry, I'm not. I'm I not mean, a if they're professor. newspaper articles, that's not. But it it's fine. Um, <laughs> I I was meaning to ask you, uh, Nurse Northrop, how, was the journey back with Mr. Trask uneventful for you? Did you have a good passage? Um. I do remember it was cold, and he had he, he, the poor man was plagued with terrible, terrible dreams. He would wake up at all hours, screaming. Do you know perhaps any of the content of these dreams? Did um, he speak to you about them? Well, I was I was under I was um, under instructions to keep him. As sedate as possible, so that he would not be a um, a danger to himself or others mm-hmm. on the trip. So, um, I, I'm afraid I did not have a great amount of interaction with him, mm, at see. least on the ship specifically. Um, he had apparently tried to take his life on more than one occasion. Mm. Though they, I did not feel the need to restrain him. He seemed reasonably calm even when he wasn't sedated but um, no the, the, the dreams the dreams were very disturbing they involved uh, sea creatures um, it seemed to, it seemed to involve his his uh, and it seemed to all revolve around 
his experience in the Titanic, the poor child. Well, certainly I can understand. A very traumatic episode, I would say. Yes, he was a me- I, I believe he was a member of the crew. He was an able-bodied seaman. Hmm. Third class or something. I don't remember specifically. He did tell me that at one point. But, um... And he was picked up by the Carpathia and brought to New York. He had um, several fingers on each hand uh, amputated from frostbite and toes as well. Um, When you arrived back in London, uh, did you immediately give him over to the care of this Dr. St. John? Uh, No, I I was hired by his parents, and I took him uh, to his family home, and they had a doctor... I do not remember his name, but they had a doctor with him for a, a, f- a few months, perhaps, but they were um, unhappy with uh, the treatment, and they called me again and asked if I would uh, could recommend a psychiatrist or a psychologist, and that's, I had worked with um, Dr. St. John. St. John. I'd worked with Dr. St. John before. He was, in fact, the only psychiatrist I'd never worked for. And and so um, I had suggested him. And were you continuing to work with Mr. Trask and his family? Yes. When Mr. Trask spent time with Dr. Kistler? Um, I don't recall the name Kistler. I do know... That there were quite a few psychiatrists at the London Institute doing all kinds of different experiments. And that um, Dr. St. John would take Mr. Trask um, into the city specifically for for these... This is driving me crazy. Everyone mute your mic for a second. So, Okay, that was someone. Unmute one at a time. Now it's gone. Great. I was stepping on this. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. But I, I was... Um, yeah, I'm sorry, you asked if... If, uh, if she was involved when Trask went to no. Kistler. No. I mean, I mean she, she would escort her. I would escort him occasionally to the London Institute, but I, I was never introduced into any of the other doctors. They were involved in some very, uh, very strange, very advanced, from what I understand, uh, experiments on the mind. Hmm. When, who was the, do you happen to recall the name of the, the first doctor who was working with Mr. Shask? Um, it was a Dr. Patrick Danvers. Thank you so much. He, I, I, I don't wish to speak ill of the dead, but I, he did not seem extremely competent. And he is also past then. Yes. 
he was a, a rather elderly gentleman at the time that he took on Mr. Trask as a patient. Mm. Well past retirement age, I would say. Mm. And was Trask always interested in art? Did he... Mm. L- let me out of character double check. He he actually painted that painting we found. No. 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 No, there's... It was... The guy who painted the painting was James Arthur, Arthur Smith. Sorry. My bad. Never mind. But who was also in Hamblendon, and I would like to go see him after we are done here. Yes, yes. <laughs> FYI. Ask her if she knows who he is. It's a small town. That's true. Uh, so, uh... Do you know of Mr. Trask having a relationship with uh, James Smith, an artist oh. here in town? Oh, Lord Smith. Ah. Yes. Um, I was they met. Of his position. Excuse me. Yeah, they met. Um, oh. It was a seven or eight years ago when. Um, uh, Lord Smith was a very young man. Um, um, and he, they visited with his um, uh, his grandmother, the the Viscountess, and um, I, d- I don't remember exactly where it was. It, at this point, Tra- Mr. Trask had become um, uh, still troubled, but more stable, and so uh, he was allowed to um, travel and uh, go into town. Uh, with an escort, and that was often me. Mm. And um, it was a restaurant. I believe it was a restaurant that we met. And um, um, the young lord was very interested in the Titanic and had heard that there was in the, in town a, a survivor of the wreckage and asked um, a, and looked him up. And he... Um, well, they sat and talked for quite some time. And he told him um, uh, about the ship and about uh, some of the members of the crew that, uh, that his companions that had died in the accident. And he also told him um, uh, um, bits about some of his dreams. <coughs> and um, I tried to dissuade him from scaring the boy, but but he insisted. And he seemed very fascinated with um, Mr. Trask and with his history with the ship. And is Lord Smith still resident here in town? Oh well, yes. He, I mean, he is—he's sort of the black sheep of the family, um, but he does have a um, a, a small cottage uh, where he—he's a painter, and um, which, for someone of his birth, is. Uh, they must have been so underwhelmed. Yes, to say the least. They're very fine people, the Smiths. I believe it. I mean, you can see by the state of the village itself, they are fine stewards. Indeed. But yes, he lives, and she, she gives you his address. Now, if you would like to see my files, I, I mean, I would be more than welcome to, show, to describe to you where they are. I haven't been in the attic in some years. That would be lovely. Thank you. 
she leads you upstairs to the second floor and down a little hallway and then there's a little trap door mm-hmm. and says they're up there and if I remember correctly they're to the right alright I'll go up there okay I'll go I'm not expecting to be the one looking through the boxes. Yeah, I'll but totally go up there. I'm more just snooping. I'm like, <laughs> I don't really care about the files. It's like, why don't you hold up the light and I'll <laughs> filter around. It gives you a chance to just sort of look around the light while I'm digging for the files. Okay. And you find um, you find a file of uh, some newspaper clippings. And there's a, there's a, there's a newspaper clipping about the, the fire itself. Um Double checking. Um, you, you find that the, the house wasn't destroyed, and it ended up being sold at, at auction mm. because the the um, when Trask died, the place went into receivership, mm-hmm. and um, it was bought by a newspaperman, uh, Nathaniel Harper, publisher of the London Harbinger. A paper of dubious repute, according to the newspaper clipping that oh, you have. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and it does mention the fact that, that uh, Dr. Philip St. John was was a, uh, sort of governor of the estate since uh, Robert Trask was in, not... not mm-hmm. Impaired, yeah. Yeah, correct. Um, there's also... Um, there's a, a, a few like medical files that look, looks like they got mixed in that look like they're from um, Doctor St. John. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some notes and some sessions and things like that. And then you find something that had it, and the, um, there's a can make it there's a small um, looks like it's torn out of a out of a, um, out of a, a book or something. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I mean, technically, I was perfectly willing to go up there and look, seeing as I'm a librarian, but you jumped right in there. That's my job. Don't you understand? That's my role in this party. <laughs> sanity tank. Some people, yeah, some people are, 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 chin. are damaged sponges. He's yeah. a sanity sponge. Yeah. <laughs> While he's looking through the boxes, I'm just going to, like, snoop around the attic looking for anything that I think is suspicious or cult-like. Okay. You find... It, it, Absolutely nothing like out of the ordinary. Okay. Is, is, is I mean, pirate treasure maps. There are some pirate treasure maps. A whole box of them. Yeah, no, there's there's um there's some like uh, paintings. You find old uh, uh, a few photographs. Anything related to anything? No. Every single one of them is a seascape. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I immediately get bored and I sit down wherever I can sit down and wait for him to finish going through these okay. boxes. Ah. There's a there's a dress form to sit on. No, it's oh, to, to no, on. to sit on. There's just a dress form. Oh, I'm just okay. describing some oh. of the stuff that you're I said I was staring at while you're like, There's a dress form. I'm like, that's not what a dress form's for. That's not what you do with no. a dress form. No, I know. Okay. I'm just saying. There's one. You got to be ready to improvise in an attic. Like, yeah. <laughs> so she's just sitting you, on board. Okay. I like to think that you move like your foot and you kick. You kick one of the paintings over, and behind it is just like a painting of a sheep. Yeah, <laughs> like one one sheep <laughs> in a giant field of green. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a little, <laughs> little white long dot. brush dab of white 
with a tinier brush dab of black in the front. She shakes her head and rolls her eyes and is just like, how did I get here? There's a wedding dress on the dress mold. Okay. Dress form. That's creepy. Okay. Okay, I take this, I fold it up neatly, mm-hmm. and I put it inside my own breast pocket. Okay. And I separate it out from everything else. Okay. Um, uh, and I collect the rest of the materials and bring them downstairs. Okay. And I go. I think I've located all of the fi- all of the files regarding this. There'd be some very interesting things for you, Doctor. Oh, very good, very good. Now, are there any effects of me reading this? No. Okay. No. Oh, <laughs> good. For once. For once. Oh, nice. What, what a, a nice. What a, just change. a wonderful, nice visit with a nice lady <laughs> <laughs> in a cottage. Had some nice tea. <laughs> I should have had the tea. Not a regret. I know. Mm-hmm. Missing out on just calm and relaxing, <laughs> nice thing. Speaks well for Stu's jamming at how paranoid we are. Yeah. yeah. No, no I don't want any tea, no thanks. It's like, oh, you like, guys go to the KFC while we're yeah. looking for monsters. What? Really? I'm going to take this a sniper position while you knock on the door. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. KFC. We were walking up to the Nisbet house. <laughs> As we thought. KFC in England requires a sanity check. <laughs> this is true. That is not the same as what we have here. <laughs> It's like made of it's like cornmeal batter and it's thick. Oh. oh wow. I mean I'm just saying go to the kebab shop. Right. Mm-hmm. Just go there. It's better. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's the best English fruit is, <laughs> is food exactly they that. stole from the colonies. Exactly. Because yes. their food sucked before that. Yeah. Um Okay, uh and I I I I, I go. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I can't thank you enough, Nurse Northrop, for your kind hospitality and, and your assistance in, in all of this information. Oh, of course. Uh, please call me Gail. Well, Gail, you, you have been truly a wonderful testament to the kindness of the English spirit. Oh, I thank you very much. And can I say that you are much more polite than ha- what I've heard you are? As Americans, I should say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we all went. <laughs> <laughs> See, I take a minute and I say things are all nice, and then stupid twist the knife. Doris is going to roll her eyes so loudly this woman might have known. <laughs> this is my optic nerve creaking. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not. It is unfortunate that so few of the uh, worst of us. Make the largest splash. Well, that's tr- I, I suppose that's true in every culture. I think it's time we go. <laughs> yes, we should we should leave you to it and uh, and thank you so much again. Oh, thank you, and come by any time. Well, thank you. I, I don't know how long we'll be here in your wonderful village, but if the opportunity arises, we shall. It was, very, it was a great pleasure to meet your acquaintance. It was a pleasure to meet you as well. Thank you very much. Enjoy your time. Thank you. We'll see yourselves out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Opens the door. Heads out. I think Uncocks we should go. I think we should go to uh, to pay a visit on uh, Lord Smith. Uh, that's yes. While we travel over there, I'm gonna. I did find something of uh, something I didn't want to discuss in mixed company, um, but 
the note says on the top, and it's initialed by someone MC. I was only able to acquire one page of the A. A. Edwards Journal, Volume Three, Page Twelve. The typesetter became remarkably, uh, remarkably agitated, and I felt my life in danger. Dash MC. Hound of Tindalos. I was unable to discern the etymology of Tindalos, though the term hound is somewhat obvious. Although this creature has no kinship with uh, with earthly canis familiaris, being a quadruped of remarkable uh, uh, of remarkable size and having very roughly a dog-like shape, when upon all fours the head of the creature reaches nearly uh, as high as a full-grown man, and upon hind legs would stand perhaps eight to ten feet high. The creature, beneath the dark bluish pus, appears unnaturally angular, almost uh, prismatic, and appears of a crystalline oh construction. The most remarkable aspect of the hound is its long tongue, which is extend nearly two feet in length, and appears to have a bony support structure within, making it rigid and sharp. Oh, all right, all right, that's fine. I think we all know what that thing is describing. May I? It has other details. Perhaps scrutiny of that might uh, give us some insight and as to how to handle the beast. But and perhaps know. what is attracting it to us. Well, I mean... It's being... Sen- See, I knew there was something wrong with that old lady. A.A. A. Edwards Journal. I mean, she's, she's got this stuff in her house all about the... It names the bride there as well. And also says that the creature seems to be attracted to uh, temporal disturbances, and it, and it or things that happen outside of the order of natural time. Hmm. Well, that wouldn't make sense. Why it would be attracted to us if we have been um, inadvertently seeing dream things we shouldn't be seeing in the dream world? Yes. Oh. But uh, the woman that is named as the. Uh, the consort is named there. Another Abigail, by the way. Yes. Abigail Four. Abigail Athenbright. Are they just all going to be named Abigail? They might. <laughs> Every single the, one of them. I went through the same thing with the, my insert coin game, where I accidentally named every single person some variation on Margaret. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Well, I mean, this woman has documents in there, and she's locking her doors. I mean, did you see the locks on that door? Well, something. That's unusual, even for New York City. Yeah. At this point. There's something wrong there. We should go in and make her tell us what it is. Mm, Oh, I would venture that this poor woman has probably had an experience similar to ours. Tell us about it. I would say that, that the odds on someone telling four strangers who knock on her door, asking about Robert Trask, about a strange happening such as the ones that we have experienced, would be slim to none. And there's no need to terrorize her further now that we have the relevant information. Well, I mean, do we, do we know that she doesn't know anything else? We should at least go back and ask. I am not going to terrorize an old woman when we're already wanted for... 
I, various <coughs> nefarious deeds in London. <coughs> we can go and investigate further with S- Lord Smith, who we already know has a connection to the cult in in the Northeast. That is true. Well, the, the, also, the, uh, I do not want to draw the attention of this hound again. No. We should make sure that if we sleep, that we do so with enough drugs in our system that we don't do any traveling, I think. Or perhaps stagger our sleep so we're no, no longer sleeping at the same time. These things have only really happened when all four of us have been available. True. So as you're leaving, you're starting, it's like almost sunset. Um, Wait, I'm going to go um, and go to like a nearby house. Like not not right next door, but like four houses down and just knock on the door. Okay. The, the farmer. Okay. Do they unlock like eight locks? No. Okay. Hello? Oh, I, I'm so sorry. I think I picked the wrong house. I'm sorry to trouble you. Well, who are you looking for? Um, we were looking, uh, you know what, I think it's down this way. Thank you so much. Righto. Yeah. Oh, she's the only one with that many locks on her door. I am not saying that, that the situation is unsuspicious, but, um, she was very forthcoming with some information and some things that were hidden within those files, and she was actually somewhat insistent that we take them. It could be that she just merely wanted to point us in the right direction without implicating herself any further. She could be terrorized as far as much as we are. Or perhaps she's looking for someone else with similar experiences. Perhaps she's testing us. Well, I, I feel more than anything like this, this woman is trying to hide and keep safe. Mm-hmm. I admit the appeal of a door with many locks does strike a chord with me after the things we've seen. But I'm not saying she's wrong to do so, but I'm saying she might know something. And I am saying that she's a very old, blind woman who is completely unable to defend herself if we, through further pressure and questioning and forcing her to relive this, bring the attention that is already upon us, upon her. The information that we have obtained from her is quite good. This this letter, this I mean, this journal page gives us more information in a succinct manner than we've been able to find over the course of months. And I don't want to bring harm or danger upon this woman. I feel very adamant about it. Well, we certainly have enough avenues of, of interest before we go back and need more from her. Very well. If Agreed. we were at a dead end, I would consider things differently, but she, she in fact, opened up a, a whole roundabout of places to go in this investigation. Very well. But let's not completely rule out coming back here if we need more information. No, no. Or anything else to attempt to secure the safety of the woman if harm to work to be to, were to come by her because of our visitation, I would be quite distraught at that. Well, at this point, we should see about finding some lodgings. Indeed. 
it is starting to get starting to get dark. What should we try and find? I mean, there won't be that many places in a village this small. I'm sure there's some bed and breakfast somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we go about the business of trying to find our place. Something. Let's find ourselves a place to stay for the night. Because it's obvious we have a lot more to do around here. Okay. All right. Yeah. There's a there's a Hamblinden Inn that's a bed and breakfast. Reasonably large house mm-hmm. with you know, probably eight eight bedrooms. Okay. See if we can get a couple of rooms. Okay, not a problem. Doris is going to drug herself asleep again. Now, are you getting in? Is Doctor Friedman injecting you? Because uh, you, you guys grabbed some vials. Yeah, that's I forget what it was, but it was the stuff that doesn't actually give you real sleep. It yeah, just, just knocks. I don't remember. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, that staying on that stuff for an extremely long period of time is a very bad idea. I don't think she's doing it in front of anybody. Okay. <laughs> I think she just has it in her bag now and takes it at night. Oh, so you're giving, you're injecting yourself? I think at this, the first time I probably had him do it, and now she's probably just doing it to herself. Cause okay, because you have to find a vein. Yeah. This isn't like just giving yourself a shot in the arm. You're, yeah. you're like, okay. And she's been out in the wilderness and done. Probably set limbs and stuff if necessary. Oh, oh, and things sure. Like that. I mean, I don't know. I guess do you want me to roll for it? Or should I go? Should I ask him? I don't know. Uh, I guess I have to find a van. Well, you, a well, the, the, I mean, you don't have access to whatever techniques he uses to clean his syringes as well. So that means you're using, probably using. Why would things have to be cleaned? I don't understand. <laughs> it's the 1920s. They know about germs. <laughs> I'm not saying they don't, Doris. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So yeah, I'll probably have because what I'm saying is, it, within a week or two, you're going to have some pretty significant track marks. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> Which at the time, no one may even know what it is. Yeah. And I might have long sleeves. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess I will ask him to to inject me with the sleep stuff again. Oh, well. uh... I believe Dr. Holtzman's idea of staggering our sleep is a, is a good idea, also. Yes, We're, we should do both. The long-term after-effects of these type of drugs can cause dementia. I seriously recommend that we only use these upon duress or extreme need. The, the, you get no actual real sleep, all, uh, that, and it tends to mess up, mess with your cognitive abilities after a certain point. Well, I'm feeling fine now, and I don't want to have any dreams. Uh, I I understand this, but... If you'd like me to take first watch and then get a dose after, that's fine, I understand. just going to push a bottle of whiskey towards you. <laughs> I'm just saying, there are many ways not to get dreams. Let's go get drunk. Are we supposed to be taking watch or something? That's fine. You guys go do what you need to do. When you guys stumble back in, we'll get some rest. That's not how drinking whiskey works. <laughs> oh, no, why don't you drink the whiskey here, and we will sleep now. And when you feel that you can drink no more, awaken us, and we shall watch over. Very good. If I have dreams tonight, you're injecting me tomorrow. If it becomes a problem, but I certainly wouldn't want you to develop any kind of a... Cognitive anchoring. impairment. 
I feel like that's the least of our worries at the moment. Well, if having one of these dreams brings one of these hounds after us again, although if you having, I worry that dementia might be the same, might have the same effect. Well, then we're in the company of many qualified professionals who know how to treat that type of dementia. Until one of us figures out how to fight one of these dogs, that's what I'm less. That's what I'm more worried about. Hey, go find and keep it. Is there anything else in there that you should know? Um, Actually, we should probably all look at that at some point, I think. You can just say it to people who've read it if they want to. Yeah, there's like a lot of data. Obviously, Doris doesn't want to look at it. Yeah. She just tries to be, if there's a way to kill it in there, tell her. And she, But she doesn't want to read a lot about it. Um, the. Let us drink. Two glasses, mm-hmm. and I am not going to get wasted, but I am Doris. very much mm-hmm. in favor of helping Doris okay. have lots to drink. All right. Doris doesn't need help with that, but she's fine right. company. Now, are you even worried about being able to be cognizant enough to wake them up? I mean, I I am going to keep relatively sober. Like, I'm okay. not concerned. I, I truly believe that, like, if we're not all asleep at the same time, that the dreams, like... Okay. That that'll be fine. I think, but I, also yeah. that if one of us ends up in the dream, since we've been able to wake ourselves up, like by willing it, mm-hmm. that if we're not all there together, I'll just wake myself up. Okay. I think Doris would try, like she'd pace herself because she'd be terrified of falling asleep while other people are asleep because she doesn't want to accidentally have us all fall asleep. All right. Yet. So she's drinking, but she's she's pretty good at drinking. They give them like four hours of sleep? Something like that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's also used to taking watches and stuff. So Enough for a REM cycle. Right. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me like a... Come on. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. A, a, a okay. con roll. Okay. 82. Shit. My con's no, 80. No, that's a 28. Oh, 28. Oh, okay. Get in my Okay. Yes, I make it by a lot. Right. <laughs> Doris is good at drinking, and she's good at taking watches. So you're 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 basically sipping, yeah. You know, short glass after short glass, and um, after a couple of hours, mm-hmm. there's a light on in the hallway, and you can kind of see the light in the crack in the bottom of the door because you guys are sharing a room, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you guys are sharing a room, yeah. right? Okay, and you I, see. I figure we've actually all gathered. That's up, to, that's up to you guys. You tell me. I don't think we'd do that in a small town. Yeah, no. We'd get yeah. kicked out. Yeah. Bad gas travels fast in a small town. Yes, it does. I understand, but I thought that was the whole point of having people awake and Well, asleep. can we have a... Is there a, a situation where we could have a joining room? Yes. Yeah. With a little we'll with, with a little double door dealy yeah. bobs? Sure. Yeah, okay. Absolutely have that. That's fine. So that door's open. Okay. All right. Um, so anyway, through the crack in the door leading to the hallway, you see... Like some shadows moving, mm-hmm. like someone is walking by, and then they stop in front of the door, okay. and it looks like they're just. I mean, you can't see feet, but you see like shadows in the light coming. From oh, I know exactly what you're talking. Someone about. Someone is outside the door. Yeah, I've been to our haunting of Hill House today, <laughs> so I know exactly what you're talking about. And oh, it's I'll leave you that in there. <laughs> scares the shit out of me. Thinking about it right now. I'm like staring at it. You got to go back and watch it, like. Twice more to try and catch. Is all there the a people in the door? Hmm. Is there a people in the door? You don't see any 
You, you don't notice a this. Peephole, not oh, people. Oh, a peephole. No, not probably peephole. not. Probably not in a bed and breakfast. So it's just standing outside the door. Yeah, there's basically like two shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have my gun as always, like like in my pocket. Click. Taurus, what's the matter? Point under the door, like put my my finger to my lip, like, sh- and then point under the door at the shadows. I'm just gonna hold my hand up, and I'm gonna say, like, to the fingers, eyes, like looking at you. No, yeah, but more like I'll go look. So whatever hand signal is necessary for that. They're just gonna stand up and like put her hand. She's she. You're not armed. She's like, so she's gonna go, and she's gonna do the thing where she's like leaning into the door, and then like throw the door open. Okay. And point the gun at whoever's whatever's there. there. There's no one there. In your pocket. Put it in my pocket. Shut the door. Lock it. Are there any furniture, like other furniture? Like, is there like a chair or a desk or something? Oh, sure. I'm yeah. gonna go and immediately start moving stuff in front of this door. Well, you can take the chair and kind of wedge it yeah, under the door. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. That's easy. Hmm. Yeah, so she does that, and uh, yeah, and then just kind of goes back and sits and just kind of stares at the door, just trembling, just like slightly. There's definitely someone walking by. Yeah, you can see shadows, and then come back from the other direction. Mm-hmm. That doesn't bother her, like unless they stop, like people being up and around is none of her business. But I mean, it's past midnight now. Yeah, but now she's super creeped out because she's like. Now she's wondering if she's actually crazy or if there's a thing there that she can't see. She's very, very disturbed. Okay. All right. And then the four hours pass. Um, you're probably, at this point, accelerating your drinking. Yeah. Because you, you do have to be able to pass out at some point. Yes. <clears throat> so the four hours have passed. So you can, if you want to awaken them. Uh, go ahead and go to bed, Doris. I'll awaken them the men and uh, be in just presently. No, let's do it together. She's like, really doesn't want to be. I mean, she wants to make sure they're awake before she goes okay. to his own. Just expl- like out of character explaining why she's like Yes, no, that's fine. Okay. I get it. Yeah. <clears throat> hey! Bam, bam, bam. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, time already? Okay. Okay. I have a little glass of water. Some mm-hmm. bicarbonate. <laughs> 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 Take that down. <laughs> okay. Well, Pleasant rest. Well, I'm assuming nothing unusual. Yeah, you slept. Okay. Restful, adequately restful. Yes. Uh, now, you get some sleep and we will keep watch. Very well. She goes and she takes another like, shot and then okay. goes and lays down on the bed. Go over to that table and pull out a deck of cards. Okay. Um, and you go to sleep as well. Yes? Yes. Okay. Um, she went in, so if you... I'm in, going to wait oh, okay. until you're asleep to okay. go in there. <laughs> okay. That, I, don't think I have no fun. trust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, it doesn't take very long. For you. Right. Okay. Um, maybe an hour, hour and a half into your shift, um, kind of out of the corner of the eye, you see something in the, like the upper corner of your room. 
like a like a. I mean, it's you're trying to keep the lights low. You probably have like a a lamp or a lantern on the table where you're playing cards. I would assume that's probably your only light. But it's not. There's like a a darker shadow coming from like the the corner upper corner of the of the room. You both see it. But it's like out of the corner of your eye when you look. It's just. It's I'm not just that. gonna casually like reach over and grab the lampshade and like okay. light it so that the light goes in that direction better. Okay. Anything? No. Mm-mm. All right. I think our minds are playing tricks on us. We're seeing monsters around every corner. Well, indeed. When uh, we've been around several corners and have actually found monsters. Yep. I mean, I'm not saying that it's unjustified. <coughs> but uh, we need to keep our wits about us and not jump at every at, at every shadow. Certainly, I'll um, I'll set down my cards and then I'll stand up and I'll walk into their room. Okay, just to double check on them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're just out. sleeping. She's okay. snoring. She's like buzzsaw snoring. Okay, that's fine. But I mean, nobody's like thrashing about no. or having. Yeah. <coughs> Same thing happens in that room, though. As you're like walking through the past door in between, sort of in the upper corner, out of the corner of your eye, you kind of see a darker, some sort of darker spots emanating from the corner. And then when you look at it, it's nothing. There's nothing there. I'm specifically not going to look. Okay. But I am going to go, like, reach up and slap at it. <coughs> okay. On the way out of the room. How loudly are you slapping? Not, I'm not like, but just like reach up and like make a grab. Okay, M- make a power roll. Uh, um, one fifth. <laughs> <coughs> uh, sure. Here we go. No. Okay. Um, you kind of reach up there. Uh, you don't feel anything, but it feels cold. Um, and then you, when you pull your hand down, you, you kind of walk back in to where he is, and then your hand starts to itch. Hmm. I'll look at it. Uh, it's red. And it's actually starting to itch to the point where it's kind of starting to burn. So, like, it felt real cold. Well, no, this this is this feels more like someone sprinkled lye on your hand and then poured a little water on it. Ah. It like starts out as a, sort of an itchy feeling, and then it gets more and more intense, and then it starts getting extremely intense. And your skin is turning red. And it's happening quickly. The, the pain is becoming rather significant. Well, I'll get a towel and okay. attempt to... Uh, it's getting worse. So you described it as a lie, so I don't want to wash my hand. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I will. <coughs> okay. Well, what's the thing that neutralizes lye? Like it's a vinegar, vinegar, or vinegar or acid. Yeah. acid. Yeah. Do you have anything in your bag? I don't have my bag. True. Is there anything vinegary in the hotel? Maybe. Probably in the kitchen. Yeah. If it gets like that, then I'll. Well, you start pouring water on it. It gets worse at first, and then it sort of starts diluting. 
Okay. So you, you have like a, a pitcher and a basin, and you're sort of pouring it over, and eventually sure. it stuffs. But you actually have a couple of like little small white blisters on your fingers. Hmm. On like the backs of them. All right. I'm gonna walk over and put my hand in the light. Be like, I tried to touch that shadow. I see. He sees the blisters too. Right? Oh, his hand's blistered. Okay. That is a tangible, real world effect <coughs> of that, yes. So, we shall be extra cautious until sunrise. And both of you, because you're, you're, you, you know what the stakes are, give me like a. Oh, what would that be? This power power has a non like a mundane aspect to it as well, doesn't it? I'm trying to sure. remember. Let me check real quick because I want to make sure. Sure. I want to call for a power roll if it's the right thing. <coughs> it's definitely a mistake to binge horror shows all day before this game. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Like now you're talking about like shadows and corners and like. <laughs> You're like, don't look at it. I'm like, yeah, don't look at it. That fixes everything. You don't look at the ghosts. They don't know you see them. <laughs> see, that's a gamble because you got to know what kind of ghost you're dealing with. <laughs> you haven't watched the show. It's ridiculous. Like, I hate scary stuff, so I had to watch it in the middle of the day, like a total child. But and oh, I may it's still have brilliant. It's, it's so super well good. Done. It's yeah. so good because it's like, oh, it's so good. okay. It would definitely be a power roll. Power it, uh, power indicates a force of will. So. Both of you give me one. Give me a power roll at with a bonus die, because oh. you know the the stakes to see and to make sure you. And if you both fail, then you both at some point goes off. That's good. Otherwise, you can wake each other up. I failed. I just wanted to be noted that my power is eighty. Oh. I rolled a ninety <laughs> and an eighty on my top end dies, and an eight on my eight. So you failed. Use some yes. luck. <laughs> uh, I failed by a way more than. My <laughs> okay, I will spend my eight points to make it. Let me just double check to make sure you can use luck on a, a power roll. There's a few things you can't use it on. I'm not sure. I mean, it right. wasn't a, an order. I was just <laughs> saying, like, for the sake of your sanity. Uh, actually, it's probably a good idea. Uh, let me find it. Man, out of character. I was trying to get my char- like my players to use their luck yesterday in my game, and I was like. They were like, no, I'd rather see what happens when <laughs> with the failure. Mm-hmm. I was like, there could be too many powered by the apocalypse <laughs> games. Just <coughs> maybe just too many. Right. No. Uh, oh, I've got a note here somewhere that says what luck does not work on. I can't find it. Dorothy's going to be super mad if we both fall asleep. <laughs> super mad. Come morning. Or if we all wake up in a dream at the same time. You dicks, you had one job. Mm. <laughs> so I guess I could just roll to see if I woke up from all the commotion of you, like, with the washing of your hand and all the pain well, and everything. Kind of in our room. Okay. Uh, I yeah, I can't find it, but you, uh, go ahead and use your okay. account if you want. <clears throat> then I make it. 
If I had used all my remaining luck, I would have still been two points short. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ow. So at some point, you you fall asleep, and you kind of start to doze off because you're just basically kind of sitting there after a while, just sort of zoned out, and. Just as you're starting to lull off into sleep, you happen to notice that he's like out, head on the table. Okay. So I shake myself clear and I just basically give him a tap on the shoulder. Okay. Wake him up. No. <coughs> oh heavens! I'm I'm sorry, doctor. I, I I almost fell victim to my to it myself. Okay. And then at some point. You know, over the next 45 minutes or so you start to see the the, the sky starts to get that low to, sort of deep blue early glow of of an impending dawn okay it seems like our watch is nearly at, a, at an end we need okay and then it, it, you can wake them up anytime you want it's been four hours at this point uh, you want to be kind and let them sleep yeah. let them sleep, them sleep. Well, it's not like we can rush out the house at 6 yeah. o'clock in the morning and be like, time to go visit the local lord! <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you can, after uh, probably another 45 minutes or so, you start to hear some commotion downstairs of the pots and pans banging around okay. and such. Uh, I go downstairs to see if I can get a pot of coffee to bring up. Okay. Sure. They, they give you a uh, pot of coffee and, and uh, a tray with four coffee cups. Okay. And I bring that upstairs and I, I let the, the smell of warm coffee waft through the room. <laughs> okay. That's how I usually wake up my wife. <laughs> it's like, here's some coffee. <laughs> that is very kind of you. It is. Check, look at check. check. Yeah, I did. Chapter five. Great. Awesome. So I wake up. I do not. And go about my morning business. I, I guess eventually I probably. <laughs> I mean, it's perfectly. It's. I feel like it's perfectly reasonable that you would not wake up until somebody made you wake up. Yeah. Like with the amount take. that you drank last night. Yeah. It's gonna take. And the fact that you only hours. had about four or so hours of sleep, you probably are waking up drunk. Yeah. <laughs> At least like, I don't have a hangover. Right. <laughs> that I just right think when we like calling on people. <laughs> let's let Doris sleep a little bit. What with the effects of the medication not allowing real rest is what you said, correct? Yes. So you probably so need to catch up a bit. Just a bit. And anything that could anything that could give us an advantage in bolstering our emotional and mental states. Agreed. Well I I did not plan on waking either of you ladies until you rose naturally anyway. It did not seem to make any sense to not do so. True. Though the two of you have only had four hours of sleep, and I've obviously had more. Uh, if one of you needs to get some additional rest now, seems like a good time to do it. Well, we'll see. Perhaps tomorrow we'll switch our watches. Yes, I just think that now, like in the uh, hours I before have some decent coffee time. In me, so if you wanted to lay down for a little while longer, I wouldn't. No, but I could go for some bacon. <laughs> Breakfast is yet another way to fortify ourselves. <laughs> quiet, not like this is a quiet conversation in our room through the connecting yeah. door. I'm like, I could go for some bacon. <laughs> mm. I just hear nodding 
from the other room. <laughs> Doris in her sleep yeah. nods. Yes, thank you. <coughs> that okay. totally can be. <laughs> so, you, so you wake up and you're back in um, the experimental room with the four sort of gurney chair, like reclining chair things. Oh, okay. And the other three of them are asleep. Oh, good. Uh, am I dressed in what I was wearing when I really went to sleep? Nope. 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 You're dressed in a in a hospital gown. Do I have my gun? You do not have your gun. Uh, I'm gonna look around. Is there anything I could grab as like bludgeoning weapon of any type? Um. Or sharp scalpels or anything. Oh, there's like I mean, there's some. Some implements and things like okay. that here. I will grab a random implement that looks like I might be able to swing it or stab it or something. Okay. Um, like just kind of like look around. Like a stainless steel, like a little small hammer. Sure. Perfect. Um, and then go over and like try and shake one of them, which whichever one is closest. So they're cold. Whoever let let's say it's Doctor mm-hmm. Holtzman. Holtzman, cold to the touch. And you look, and then he has like the power of death. Mm. All three of them do? Yes. Cool. I'm going to bolt for those double doors okay. that we went through last time, brandishing my little hammer. Okay. Um. You're walking through the sand. Fuck. Quit taking the medicine, <laughs> asshole. Alright, well, at least I know now. I'm jealous. I want to go back. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that too. Yeah. <coughs> well, at least uh, now I know I'm asleep. Do I still have the hammer in my hand? Yeah. I start like hitting myself. Okay. Like on the arm, or do you like you know how people pinch themselves, trying to wake themselves up? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like inflict a measurable, but not just decompass. You know, right? Like injurious amount of pain in myself to be like, okay, wake up. Okay, wake up. Uh, you guys notice that she's thrashing, starting to thrash about. Go ahead, and make a power roll. Okay. Oh, good. Can from our side, can we assist by attempting to wake? Sure. Her? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. definitely trying to wake her up. And le- that would add a, a bonus die. Okay. So another tens. There you go. Okay. Yay. You have more power than twenty six. Yes. Okay. All right. So you wake up, and like the last thing you see, like you're hitting yourself, and you're kind of looking around, and you see that constellation in the sky, mm-hmm. and you notice that uh, the 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 star that has a, the slight circle around it, mm-hmm. it it's it's redder. And it seems to be glowing brighter and brighter. Brighter than you remember before. Okay. So like, it stands out amongst that constellation. Okay. <clears throat> and you're awake. Okay. <sighs> Fucking. Drugs tomorrow. <laughs> Son of a... I thought... I went back there. I was in the... I was in the damn operating room. And now I'm Irish. I don't know how that's right. Um, went in wrong. And the... <laughs> And I went back to the desert too. Mm. But you were able to wake yourself up, or you did, or both. So nothing 
no one else was there. Nothing else happened, correct? I saw the stars again, and the one of the stars was brighter and redder than it was when we saw it last. Hmm. All right. We need to go. We need to get out of here. One of those dogs might show up. Well, I... I think the chances are much less. We have no idea. Well, then we don't know that it wouldn't sure. follow us as well. So we have this one place, and we have a place that we can go. So let us get some breakfast inside of us. She's getting up, Calm. and she's putting her stuff. <laughs> I mean, and, and we shall all eat a hearty breakfast and go speak to Lord Smith. No. I'm not staying here to eat any breakfast. <coughs> Doris, there's no place in the world we're safe. No, I know that, but right here, right now, they might be here sooner. If it has to track us down, it gives us a few more minutes to get it farther away. You're free to do what you want. I'm having breakfast. She puts the rest of her stuff in the thing, and she walks out the door. Okay. So, whoop! Mm-hmm. Off you go. Do you guys go down for breakfast? Yep. Yes. Okay. All right. By the way, colleague to colleague, I apologize about the bacon thing. It was insensitive. Uh, you eat bacon. That, 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 it's, it's a question of individual faith, my friend. It, it, uh, I choose not to. And whether you do or not is irrelevant to me. It does smell good, though. And they have they had the, like, the, the sort of little bench set up where you... And they have like little racks of toast sitting out <coughs> with jams and such and butter mm-hmm. and, um, and uh, baked beans... And um, they have sausages, and they do have bacon as well. And then they also, uh, of course, have eggs. And they ask you how you would like your eggs cooked. Um, poached. With all this wonderful toast, I think I should go sunny side up. Soft boiled. Okay. okay. Well, a few, a few minutes. <laughs> there's, there's this poor British. Purveyor of a bed and breakfast. Just put up fucking eggs. Three different ways to get your shit scrambled. That's all you get. Well, soft boiled is the usual British (coughs) breakfast, so I feel like that's like, yeah, exactly. I love a good soft boiled egg. Same. I I don't know if I've ever had a soft boiled egg. They're delicious. I've got a steamer that will make them soft boiled, but I don't think I've ever had Oh, it's so good. I always have them sunny side up. Anyway, so uh, after a few minutes, they bring your 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 uh, your plates out with your eggs, and then most of everything else is already sitting on the table, family style. So, and they give you like the little holder thing with the with the little tiny spoon. This is the real reason I get this off. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get the little spoon. You gotta crack them with a knife. You gotta <laughs> around the edge. Okay. Uh, okay. Have some breakfast, and uh, when you cut into your eggs. The yolk comes out blood red. I'm going to seek confirmation. And what I see, I'm not trusting my own eyes. Yeah, as soon as that happens on my plate, I look at his plate. Yeah. Okay, make. Uh, what am what I is? seeing? <clears throat> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the there, I think there's actually a roll you make to to n- notice when you are 
like a doubt. Roll. I'm going to say out loud. Like I that. disbelieve. <laughs> I'd like to make my save now, please. Okay. <laughs> let me uh, let me find it. I believe I put that under sanity. Sanity dash lack thereof. That's like the Okay, okay. player may make a reality check to see the world as it is. This is a San roll. If you fail, you lose one sanity and suffer a bout of madness. If you do not, you see through the delusion. There is a cost. <laughs> <laughs> Do I make it? Okay. Yeah, your, your eggs are... It's just like a rich, deep yellow. I mean, they're obviously... They're a lot of the meat bugs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> free range. Would you like to make the roll, or you're seeing blood? On his plate, too? Yes, on hers. And, and, and her, her little her spoon, and she's eating it with voraciousness. <laughs> I mean, I like to think that I have manners. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're not, you're not like, <laughs> just like this egg bukkake. <laughs> oh, why? Why are you watching this? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to look, but I can't tear my you know eyes what? away. I'm going to try. Okay. I'm going to try. Do it. Do it. I shouldn't try. Go bash it crazy. I feel like breakfast. I'm going to because. <clears throat> yeah. Nope. How okay. low is your sanity? Now it's at 22. Oh my god! <laughs> no wonder you said you shouldn't try. Yeah. I'm sorry, 23. 23, okay. My mistake. So you suffer a bout of madness. Good. Um, let me see your sheet for <coughs> the business side, okay. Hmm. <laughs> the reason I made the roll is because I don't see any reason why I would. I'm gonna want to like. Is this really what I'm seeing? I wouldn't just, you know. Yeah, and that's kind of where right, I went. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I was. 50-50. Like, because I don't see myself going, oh, they're blood. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> right. But that's kind of where I was thinking. Let them like, eat the blood, too. Like, it's fine. You figure you can catch up with Doris if you leave right now. Alright. So I'll... Well, excuse me. Enjoy the rest of your breakfast. I'm going to walk ahead and, and see... Take a little bit of a morning constitutional, as it were, and I'll grab my bacon. And, okay. And... Okay. So. Your bacon that is now covered in blood. Because you're still seeing the derangement. Is it? Uh, make a luck roll. See if it if it's if the if the yolk happened to touch the the bacon. I'm sure, yes. it did. It's all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, yeah. The to- you're just <laughs> going to grab a piece, of, probably a piece of toast off of them. Yeah, I'll get toast on the way out out of the okay. rack. <laughs> you see my expression. I look bitter, but I just need to go. <laughs> Okay, and you see her way in the distance, and she's—you probably have your satchel or something that yeah. whatever you're carrying, a duffel bag or something you're carrying all your mm-hmm. stuff in, and she's like, just just turning the corner, headed towards the train station. 
I'm assuming you're going to the train station. I was going to go to the train station. Okay, we're I was go. actually going to wait outside. Okay. Or, right. or like down the street, or if there's like a park, or somewhere where I can have full vision range. So okay. if something is going to stalk me, like I can see it coming. Well, there's like there's like a little like a little crossroads center of town. There's a fountain. Okay. There's sort of like a large courtyard with a fountain. In the cool. That's where I'll be. Fountain. Yeah, I'll okay. be sitting right there because I don't really want to leave them. Okay. But I also I now think that one of these hounds is going to show up because of my dream, and I want to see them and have range on them when they show up. Okay. Minor retcon. Given what I was thinking when I was leaving, I'll take two pieces of toast. Oh, okay. All right. Oh. All right, so you see her, and she's like sitting down on a head on a, a little a little fountain with a right. swivel head. And I'll walk, and I'll like make myself quite visible and known. Okay, early, because as much as I desire to catch up, I don't desire to get shot. <laughs> catch up with a bullet. <laughs> okay. So I, you know, as I'm walking, I'm going, oh. Uh, such a nice morning. Hmm. She thought she didn't pull anything. She's like, oh, that's good. Well, I just wanted to be very obvious, yeah. so I didn't just accidentally walk up and you're, you were looking the other direction, yeah. and then. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I brought you a piece of toast from the proprietor. He had extra. Well, thank you kindly. I am a, a bit hungry, uh, but any sign of the hound or anything? No, uh, I'm I'm not so sure about his cooking abilities, but uh, but the toast seems safe. Mm-hmm. Our friends seem to be enjoying their breakfast. Excellent. This is where it cuts to two of us just yeah. in absolute utter like miserable silence. <laughs> 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 and then back to the tube. Yeah. <laughs> this is like this coked out stairs. It's like... <laughs> and then the two of us sitting on a fountain eat, just nibbling on a piece of toast. Our mom picks a toast. Like, keeping it away from the pigeons. Let's <laughs> be some fucking aggressive pigeons if you have to like. <laughs> Sometimes they are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like those pigeons. Sky rats. I hate those rats <laughs> so much. Okay, so at some point you guys finish breakfast. Is it or before? I'm assuming we go back up to the room at that oh. point, like, so it's a little private. We're in the as we are going to our separate rooms. Is it or I? I don't quite know how to broach this. However, it is apparent from Doris's behavior that her mental state is not improving. In fact, I believe it may be getting worse. And to be perfectly frank, I fear for our lives if she continues upon the path that she currently is on. She is exhibiting symptoms of high-level paranoia. And likes to keep herself um, very well armed. And it, although I have not mentioned this previously, um, I feel like now I can no longer keep silent. It is my belief, and in truth, I am I am certain of it, that the man who was murdered in the alley, I came across that body on my way to find Doris that night, 
as we fled from the hound. <coughs> Doris murdered that man. Um, he uh, removes his glasses, sort of rubs the, the, the bridge of his nose, and goes, um... And I can just no longer keep silent when I feel like the state that she is in is going to be so... I thought that maybe if we were able to get away from it, that we were... That that if once we got to Dr. Kistler, something would, something would help. But nothing has, and she's getting worse. And now that she's got a reticule full of bullets, I really worry that one of us is going to be next. I share your concerns. What I do not have is a proposed solution. I do not think that Doris would take well to being disarmed. And it might, in fact, trigger the exact type of effect that we're afraid of. No, she would definitely shoot us. We would definitely be dead. Yes. Um, I think that the only real course that we have now (laughs) is to be present and to not leave her under her own devices at any time. However, that doesn't help that that any passing person might become a victim of her wrath, of her paranoia. If she decides that the the child walking across the way seems like a threat, she will shoot first and ask questions later. Even in the middle of the night last night, she flung open the door to the room, into the hallway, pointing her pistol out into the into the way, into the dark, for no reason. There was nothing there. The only other solution I can think of is finding some way to have her restrained. For I don't know if we'll actually be able to reason with her in any way, shape, or form. I think that we're beyond that point. Her reactions are seem to be motivated purely by our shared trauma. And the fact that she entered into the dream state without us actually frankly concerns me. Because that invalidates an assumption that we've been going on. True. However, uh, from what she said, there was nothing there. And I... We have been the aggressors in the dream state. Although the we don't control when we go there we can control when we wake up and we do control what we see while we're there well we've been able to create to, to control our uh, our immersion from the dreamscape some of us have been able to pull it off more readily than others true uh, however there- I, I guess I just feel like even if you do end up in the dream so long as you make an effort to wake yourself and we sleep in shifts as we have been the others can monitor and wake us up as soon as there's a sign of distress despite Doris's assertions about the hound we don't actually know that merely entering the dream is what causes another dis- more disturbingly uh, another piece of information is that uh, the previous evening um we kept seeing shadows out of the corners of our eyes. We initially assumed that we were being paranoid and uh, 
simply seeing things. But uh, when the good doctor reached up to touch one of these shades, when he brought his hand, he managed to grasp nothing. But when he brought his hand down, it was it began to burn, and the skin became irritated and red, where he had to pour water over it to uh, dissipate whatever reaction was taking place on his skin. When but did that happen? Last night, while you were asleep. But while both of us were asleep? Because Doris didn't enter the dream until after I was awake. So that means, in my mind, I mean, I'm no scientist. I realize that the library sciences are not commonly accepted amongst... You're a person of knowledge, and I respect your opinion. But it it also invalidates the conclusion that the Hound is summoned by the dreams. If none of us had them at the time, and there was already something there... Now, and I don't know that it was the hound that was there. I, I do give that. We're dealing with multi- uh, multiple elements here. We're dealing with uh, some kind of creature that, or entity, or p- whatever we want to call it, that seems to be a watcher, that seems to be observing us, especially during nighttime, or who wants us to observe. But it all of all of its all of its natural abilities seem to. Uh, move towards uh, obscurity. It's in the dark, it dwells in the shadows, it gravitates towards the shadows, and when focused in with some light, it seems to simply dissipate. At least that's the experience we had last night. But that leads me to believe that whatever is manipulating these things, or whether it's one thing to begin with, or whether it's an entity coming up with its own conclusion, there there seems to be... uh, a need to observe us or to be around us wherever wherever we're congregating. Now, there seems to be also some interaction between what happens in this dream state and this creature. Mind you, the last time we saw it, we, we had just come out of one of these dream states. It could very well be that when we pierce the veil to cross into that dimension, that opening stays open, and that is somehow how it comes back to ours. Or that it's just here now. Or that it's just here now, and that's exactly what I was trying to relate to Doris, is that I don't believe there's any place in the world that we'd be able to go to, that we'd be able to find safe. It's just that I feel like our our best bet is to press forward, that we find out more, that we... I mean, obviously this page that you found, it came from someone. Whoever this MC is, the A.A. Edwards Journal, this page... Volume 3, page 12. There's a wealth of knowledge there, hopefully, that we would be able to defend ourselves or find someone who might be able to sever this connection that we have. The only way to counter the darkness of fear is the light of truth. And that knowledge. Is, and knowledge, indeed. Then the more educated we come, become, the more capable we are defending ourselves. And I do believe that we need to stay the course and move forward. And I, he basically grabs you by both shoulders and says with, with, extreme earnest, uh, with extreme earnest nature, I believe that we are instruments of God. I believe that we are here now to stop something horrible and cataclysmic. And whatever happens to us is irrelevant. We just need to see this through and do what we need to do to fulfill our destiny. That is the only way that I can remain grounded, and it's the only way that I can find any purpose in the madness that we've been experiencing. Well, 
So God works in mysterious ways. And it is supposed to be inestimable. But As does the adversary. So we shall per- persevere in our cause. I think the best thing we could do now, other than sedating her permanently or putting somewhere, putting her somewhere where she cannot harm others, is to just keep an observant eye on her and try to give her as much rationale and reason through all of this as we can to try to keep her as grounded as we can. Otherwise, we have no choice. I'm not seeing any way to do that, to be honest. And while she is literally armed, I I will be blunt with you that I have. It's not... I'm not proud of it. But it... It occurs to me that since she has insisted upon getting the medication tonight that allows her a dreamless sleep, that during that time, we... Honestly, that we... That we put her under care. Something to break through the paranoia. Anything. Anything that might be, but it is beyond my ken of what we would need to do. But I need, I, we need help. You we and need I professional are help and not, I mean, Edward doesn't seem to be 100% with us either. I'm not sure. It's just the, the sense that I get that everything, these things happen and he just lets them wash past him as almost they were some form of dime novel fantasy. Yes. So I don't I don't feel like he's the proper person to ask for. We need an outside eye. Somebody who can pierce the veil. Well, then maybe perhaps we should return to the institute and see if there's something that they could recommend. Because the only mental health expert that we have with us is questionable <laughs> to begin with. And frankly, uh, I I I I agree with you. My my fear of Doris and and her reactions is mounting, and I do feel a clear and present danger. But then again, I, in my heart, it seems like a deep betrayal for someone who has endured similar ghastly experiences. We have all been through more than anyone should be put through. <coughs> well. What I believe in my heart of hearts is that what it does not give you a right to do is to... Indiscriminately take life? Yes. Or to indiscriminately take lives of the innocent and the, and the merely people who are as unlucky as to just cross your path. That we must go with our eyes as wide open as possible and see the world for what it actually is. Hmm. A more difficult task now than it was bef- than it was simply a few days ago. Very true. Um, I am. What I am seeing here is that we have a problem that does not have an obvious solution as of right now. I think that we, while we are here, we need to investigate every single recourse that we have in this village. True. After that, then perhaps what we need to do is reconfigure our thinking as to what we need to do with Doris. But we have to we have to stay the course here while we are now, keep a close eye on her, and then when we return to London, we should take a further action at that point. Hmm. But for right now I don't I see there little for us to do. We're isolated and have no resources. True. Well as we thank you 
thank you for your counsel and for your ear. And if we could keep this just between the two. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, I will keep an eye on your back if you will keep an eye on mine. Of course. Uh, one thing I do want to do is that while Isidore like goes back into his room, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go down and see if I can send a telegram to Doctor Kissler. Okay. To see if he knows any, if he has any associates in the vicinity. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I, where, where are you leaving for the the turn to, to the hotel or the bed and breakfast? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm assuming. Okay. Wherever I could send a telegram from. I don't know if the, the B&B would have one or if it would be the post office or wherever that is, and then I'll go back to the hotel. Well, there's a telegram office, but uh, they'll, they will bring the message to where you want, or they'll just hold it for you, and you just okay. go and check yourself. I don't know what you mean. Oh, the return. Oh, you're you talking know. about where... Yes, the B&B is fine. Okay. All right. <clears throat> All right. You do that. Sorry. Mean- I totally misunderstood. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the at the fountain... Chilling. Okay. Trying to look this casual. Is a wonderful toast. Yeah. <laughs> Ate our toast. Ah, oh, shit. I'm sorry. Now, hold it at the telegram office. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Got it. Good call. Okay. So, do you guys, event- you and, and Isidore eventually will walk outside. And you see the two of them sitting there with crumbs on their chins. Because <laughs> the toast is long gone. Having fed the pigeons. Right. Um, sitting on a. A very picturesque water fountain in the middle of the sort of town square. Well, this is quite the beautiful. I've probably wrapped my hand. Okay, well, it's gone. Oh, it, it's gone. Well, never mind then. I'm. We don't have to do the whole thing, but would you have told me about last night? Probably not. Okay, then we're talking about the weather. The pigeons. <laughs> okay. The people milling about in the early morning, delivering milk and whatnot. The mm-hmm. signs of the village coming to life. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. If there's if there's like an early morning delivery, like mm-hmm. the ice man, or oh, sure. one of those, I'd probably ask them for directions on where to find. The the address for the Lord James Smith. Oh, James Arthur Smith. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, he doesn't live in the manor. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. The the Ice Man. Ice Man coming. Uh, mm. He he. He tells you that yeah, Lord Smith lives uh, down the lane, um, and you'll see it. Uh, it's a cottage, but it's a nice cottage. I mean, it's a for a lord, you know. Oh, certainly. Uh, Two-story. Can't miss it. Very good. Thank, thank you. Appreciate it. Has a number eight on the door. Ah. I will attempt to not mistake it. So by the time they get out, I'll be like, ha ah, ah, I've sussed out the direction for us to go. Okay. So you're all now outside around the fountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I, uh, you know what? As they walk up, I probably give them a once over. What sort of once over? Just a visual inspection to see if they're 
got blood splatter from breakfast. Make a um, make a spot hidden. I got a little better at that. <laughs> oh, a two. A two. Oh, bam. Of course. No, they obviously, you know, they may have left bloody napkins behind, but you see no no sign of such on their persons. Well, that's good. Now you get a two. Right. right. Not when they could have actually saved some sanity or helped me have a good <laughs> breakfast. Right. Okay. I appreciate your company by the fountain. Hey, indeed. It was a nice morning. All right, the um, so where, where are you guys going? What are you doing? The cottage. Okay. Yes. Yep. Seek him out before he may go about town for the day. All right. Is it close enough to walk to? Yeah. Okay. <coughs> I mean, there the, the things are a little spread out. There's some farmlands in between and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you can. It's not. It's it's you know, probably a mile. Oh yeah. Not, it's not bad. So you you make your way down there, and it is a nice cottage. It is um, the, the bottom floor looks like it's made of stone, and the top of it looks like it is made of timber. And it was mm-hmm. at some at some point later, at, long after the initial construction was built it, up on top of the thing. And uh, there's a um, there's a large wooden door on it, and and the, the eight on the door kind of looks a little strange to you three. Oh. oh, good. But it does kind of look like an eight. It is sort of slightly, slightly different shape. But it looks like what's the symbol? The yellow symbol. The yellow sign. Yeah, the yellow sign. But like weird, a little. All right, burn it, burn it with fire. <laughs> <laughs> the yellow sign was in cursive. Right. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> this is the yellow sign in calligraphy. Right. Well. Seems we've hit upon the right house. Signs point to yes. Well, does this make us want to rethink what we're doing? What are you talking about? The number on the house. It's an eight. It's a little bit more than that, and I sort of just trace it. (laughs) See the extra squig there? Doesn't look familiar to you at all. Oh, I understand. Um, oh. However, we already knew that James Arthur Smith had a connection to the cult, correct? Yeah. And that is actually why we're here? Or at the very least, a connection to Trask. And to Abigail. And to the cult, because we saw the yellow sign in his painting. Right, and, and she bought his painting. True. And so, why well, would we rethink anything? Him being the black sheep, I was hoping that he would act—he would be acting on his own and not be influenced by a larger group here. But apparently, that uh, that hope has been dashed. May still be. Well, I have to agree with Camilla. We came across the ocean. Seems a long. I did not way say that we weren't going to do it. I was just saying, do we want to rethink our course of action? Is all just taking pause to see if we want to take a m- whether. We want to confront these people directly. I mean, it's not like they don't know we're here. We have been standing outside for five minutes. True. And I knock on the door. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, there is not an answer. Do I hear anything? Like, notice anything? 
Uh, make a listening roll. That's a thing. Yes, it is. I don't think Doris has that. <laughs> I make it. That's a 38 under my 65. Okay. You hear someone snoring. I mean, I am a librarian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a legit skill choice. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> she also has the shh skill. Yeah. <laughs> Get her! <laughs> that was your whole plan, right? <laughs> I'm just going to, like... It is, is there like a... It's the sound of someone snoring where when they wake up, the back of their throat yeah. is going to be in so much pain. It's that... Whoever this is whoever this is sleeping is sleeping so deeply. They're literally shredding their uvula. I'm going to try the doorknob. Okay. It opens. Suck so clean up the ceiling, sleeping on their stomach. Uh, there's someone inside. They're asleep. Uh, they're not oh. going to feel very well when they wake up, if Great. I had to guess. Uh, really even I worse thought. than Doris feels this morning. Oh, I don't feel I don't feel too bad yet. It hasn't quite worn off. <laughs> but yeah, it's either someone asleep or a buzzsaw up there. Whatever. Insert time period appropriate loud noise oh, thing. When the, uh, she opens the door, you all definitely can hear. Yeah. Oh, oh well, oh, it was a cottage, not a sawmill. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not so quite sure like how to proceed. Breaking and entering is not really my hurt. normal <coughs> course of, yeah. of yeah. being. Um, an extended pain of behavior. <laughs> well, uh, uh, so you, perhaps uh, we had a medical reason to, to open the door and come inside. Lovely, so you can go and wake him up. I fear he is... Maybe choking. Borderline apnea. Okay. Or could be very dangerous. We could just make a loud noise and wake him up from out here. I don't know that that's going to be enough. Doris is going to pull a gun out of her pocket. <laughs> no! Nope. Oh. shoot three nope. rounds into oh. the air super <laughs> fucking loud. <laughs> Would anyone like to try to intercede in this action? <laughs> Actually, yes. Yes. Okay. yes. I'm not Amy, I'm very clearly not Amy. I don't care. No, that's you have literally that's a no. Lot for, yeah, first that's thing in the so morning much. in the idyllic village of England. Probably like, not as weird as you think. In like, the middle of in the middle of like just a mile kind of outside in, of in the country. Kinda. <laughs> yeah, kinda, that's a in lot. town <laughs> in the first thing in the morning. Yeah, it's but weird. we're not really in town anymore. Well, I mean, there's other there's other structures within earshot, right? I mean, the, the, the across the way, there's probably another another cottage, and there's probably another one, sort of, you know, a quarter of a mile down. Right, but you go hunting in the morning. Okay. No, I'm serious. Like no, this I is know. the thing I know. I know. Okay, we're still gonna try. Okay, that's fine. I will likely be unsuccessful. That's fine. <laughs> All right. But I just want to point out to like listeners at home, like this is a thing that it to Doris, like people go hunting in the morning. You go death hunting really fucking early in the morning. Like, sure. And the rest of us think that, like, <laughs> you, we're inside, and you could have shot anyone oh, no. on the second floor. I thought we were still outside. Oh, you, you could I still be, still be outside. Yeah, I had to open the door. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't have shot it if we were inside. <laughs> so, I'm thinking I'm still standing outside, and I'm like, hey, we should wake this dude up. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Um, so, if someone would like to make... Let's, let's make this like a... Um, this would be like a contested des- de- dexterity check to basically sort of stay her hand. Okay. <clears throat> if someone would like to try to do that, and you will, one of one one of you, uh, uh, roll whoever's got the highest 
My dex is 75. Oh, Ooh. nice. Rick. 70. Nice. Okay. So I didn't do very well in my surgical rotation. So let, let's let's assume that <laughs> I'll just put it that way. You're all you're all lunging. You'll roll and you'll give her, you'll get a bonus die. Okay. Because there's more than one person, and you make your roll as well. Okay. And what you're looking for is what sort of success you get. Whether you okay. get just a you fail, you get a, a regular success, half or one fifth. Got it. Oh, oh damn! I got a twenty-one, but it's not going to be an eight. A trick shooter. So what is? So your I got a half. You got you got under half. Okay. What is your? My dexterity is sixty. So so you got and you got an eight. Yeah. That's under. Is that under one fifth? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yes. It is. Okay. Five times eight is twelve. Right. Okay. So yeah, you can. You, how many shots you want to fire off? Just like two or three. Like I'm not. Okay. Trying the, to make it sound like 38? a war zone. Uh yeah. Okay. Pop pop pop. You fire off three rounds. Please mark off three rounds if you're 200 rounds. Okay. <laughs> 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 Fucking American. It's 197. <laughs> An important question. Do you wish to pull the empty casings out and reload it now? Or do you want to do that later? I mean, if they're lunging for me, I'm probably going to be like... No, once the once you've already shot it, the damage is done. I'm not yeah. gonna. I, yeah. That's what I kind of figured. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they're basically no, and but you're a little faster than yeah. we are. What? Yeah. What? Uh, and the storm uh, continues. Oh. Well, let's go inside quickly then. Close the door. Come, yeah. come. I'm gonna reload them. I'm gonna like look at them like they're dumb. Like, you're so upset. Okay. Before any neighbors come out to find out who was blasting in their front garden. She kind of rolls her eyes at the city folk. <laughs> okay. Uh, it stinks in here. It, not like death. It smells like bo and feet. Oh. Um, uh, rotted food. Okay. Well, let's go upstairs and see who we uh, see. I'm going to stay down here and watch the door. Let's search for the source of the snore. It's definitely coming. There's a stairway over in the corner. It's sort of like a like a spiral staircase that someone constructed inside the like a, one of those wrought iron star- spiral staircases that leads up upstairs. I'm gonna attempt to <coughs> not touch anything. Not to touch anything. Okay. Right. I do not touch with my flesh that which I do not understand. Okay. Conan the Sumerian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it gets <laughs> once you sort of get above the. The ceiling level, it, the smell gets worse, oh. and it's funk. Take out my handkerchief. It's just general funk over my face. I mean, it's not like gonna make you vomit unless you're like mean, like really sensitive to like those kinds of smells. But it's it, he, it's rank. It's it smells like a, a like a gym locker room that hasn't been cleaned or mopped in a while. There's the same by the front door where the air is the freshest. Okay. And you can also smell rotted food. I mean, you can smell. It smells like there's milk that's gone bad somewhere, things like that. So you get up to the top, and there's um, a very nice ornate bed with one of the the, the four poster beds that has the little canopy thing over the top of it, mm-hmm. and it clearly belongs in it some sort of lordly manner. And uh, there is uh, a very thin, uh, very pale, red-headed dude with long hair. Uh, kind of a wisp- wispy, uh, wispy beard and mustache, uh, and he is passed out on his back, 
with a needle in his arm and vomit kind of puddled on the pillow beside him. Ah. Well, it seems he has a problem. But he's lucky. He didn't aspirate. Well, can we attempt to determine what's in the, that syringe? I'll go over and pull it out of his arm and mm-hmm. apply pressure. Okay. He's got marks. Sure. A lot of them. I would venture to guess that it's probably heroin. I'm going to spot hidden and see if I can feel see any like okay. vials or notes or anything that might tell me. Well, I'm just going to see what I see, I guess. You don't even need to roll. You There is a, a, a vial that says heroin right on it. <clears throat> I'm going to try to spot hidden for anything else that okay. might be in the room. <laughs> All right. Just, just... Okay. Like, okay, he's a heroin addict, right? But, like, this is the dude who has been painting about the Titanic and sharing dreams with Robert Trask. Well, and it's his room. Um, that's a 55 under my 65. Okay. Um, there is... A, you find, he has a whole stash. He, you find, like, nine bottles like in, like, a cabinet sort of tucked away in the back behind the socks. You find, like, nine vials of, of heroin. And put, there's a trash can with like three or four empties in it. This guy's going through a lot of the stuff. Um, there are uh, in, in this room. Uh, there's a whole bunch of clothes. Um, most of them look like they're dirty. Like n- mm-hmm. like no one's paid to have a launderer come in and, and take them away and clean them. Um, there are uh, there's a couple of paintings. None of the paintings are hanging on the walls. They're all seen, and you noticed a few downstairs as well. They're all leaning against the wall. Um, at, but up here it looks like this is also his workshop. You've got um, he's got a, an area where he's got some electric lights set up where he has an easel and his you know, little paint painter's cart and things like that. Um, as far as as far as hidden stuff, you don't really see you uh, the, there's no books to, of, of note. Um, there is uh, you can see he's writing a letter to uh, Abigail Amherst. Like he's in the middle. Like it was in the middle of it at some point, and the writing was getting probably wrote it right after. Started writing it right after he shot up. His, the writing starts out good and sort of degenerates to the point where it's like, and then he just went and laid down. Looks mm. like. What, what did it, what does the letter say? Uh, <clears throat> my dearest Abigail, um, it has been quite some time since you've responded to one of my correspondences, and I, I fear that uh, perhaps. Uh, I may have said something um, unkind or uh, inappropriate, and I assure you that uh, our, our our kinship is one of friendship and nothing more. Blah blah blah. Sort of the that that thing. He's trying to figure out why she's not writing it. Why did you ghost me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was creepy, but yeah. I'm going to keep really sending you like, messages. But like that painting of my penis was meant in friendship. <laughs> When the muse strikes, I must paint. <laughs> Please disregard any embellishments. It wasn't even my penis, it was a joke. <laughs> it's a joke penis. I'm fine being friends. Mm. It was the platonic ideal of the penis. <laughs> I was drinking. Don't you think it's beautiful, though? <laughs> my it's definitely my, my portrait penis. of Lord Byron's penis. <laughs> unless you think it's unless you don't think it's beautiful, in which case it's not my penis. Yes. <laughs> Stuff like that. 
And that, that's pretty much about all that's up here. And well, downstairs, start looking at the paintings. Is there anything weird about the paintings? Oh, they're creepy as shit. They look, they look, they're, they're very similar to the painting you saw um, in Abigail Amherst's apartment. Um, some of them are of sort of focus on the Titanic. Some of them focus on these tentacles that are coming up from the water. Some of them focus on the iceberg where you can see the outline of the city, which you've seen numerous times. Right. Um, they all seem to be studies of different aspects of this Of the big incident. overall painting that we saw before. Right. And no. there's probably like eight paintings in the whole house, downstairs and upstairs. And they're large. I mean, they're probably like, f- like five, six feet long, probably three or four feet high. They're, they're nice size paintings. What was the painting he was most recently painting? It uh, looks like he's just, it, it's a sketch at this point. Um, and it looks like <coughs> uh, almost like it's from inside that cityscape out. Oh. So you can see like like he's got like there's like some spires coming up and you can see the ship cracked in half where he's sketched out in the distance. Hmm. Well And in the top corner there's like uh, black smudges, like right in the top corner of it. Like what kind of smudges? Like looks like a li- little bits of black paint. Like intentional, or like something else got on it. Mm-hmm. Or like doesn't, he had dirty hands and grip. Doesn't look like it. it well, they don't. Those black smudges seem somewhat reminiscent of the shadows we see in the corners. It almost looks like it is illustrated. Like okay. someone actually... Purposely put it there. Be, yeah, it does not like a thumbprint or a handprint or something like okay. that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Does he have a, a wash basin? Yes. Okay, I just rolled an occult to see if like anything strikes me. Like if I see the yellow sign anywhere else or any other symbols that we in the one of. he's working on. No. Okay. You do. You see that. You notice the yellow sign in every painting you look at. It's there somewhere. Cool. Is he completely passed out? Because I'm going to inspect his body and see if he has any markings on him. Mm. Uh, he is uh, out completely out. Um, there's like dried vomit in the side of his face, and there's like a puddle of dried vomit. On his pillow, and he is snoring incredibly loudly. So you can probably inspect away, and he okay. will. <laughs> Let's see if he has any markings on him. Or okay. If anything odd? How how intrusive do you want to get? Uh, anything non-genital? Okay. All right. So um, you he doesn't have any markings on him anywhere. You don't okay. see any like tattoos or carvings or scarification or anything like that. Okay. Well, I'll take the picture. Mm-hmm. I'll walk over and, you know, clinical way, pour it over his head. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, he kind of sputters and coughs and uh, sort of leans over to the side and coughs up 
whatever water he aspirated and then vomits some more and then promptly seems to fall right back to sleep. Maybe we should come back later. Well, where else are we going to head if we... Does this town have a library, I wonder? Does James Smith have a library in his cottage? Does he have books? Uh, You haven't seen any books at all. Upstairs. Or downstairs. Oh. Yeah, the is downstairs there a is basic. Basement or attic? Um, if you're, are you guys you're going to back downstairs, make a spot hidden roll. Yay. Because I'm awesome at this. Got it. 43 under 65. Nope. Okay. I don't see Jack. Uh, there's uh, several carpets on the ground, and under one of them you're getting this sort of a clunk that there's some sort of trapdoor. Oh. Um, help me. If you don't mind, Doctor, help me lift this oh, carpet. That's uh, downstairs. This is in the uh, the, yeah. fir- the the first floor. Again? Ground floor. Okay, ground floor. Yes, we're first floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we are in England. All right, so they're helping me. Okay. All right, and it's roll back the carpet. It looks like about a like three by three door with. And I mean, it's built in such a way that where the hinges are sort of bubbled down within it, so it, everything lays nice and smooth. And it's right there. A little. Thing we can bend we do. It is dark and there is a ladder. Is there a lantern or something around here that we can light to take down there? Uh, yeah, there's probably an oil lantern like yeah. hanging on the wall. We mm-hmm. can take. It's it, it's you have to you'd have to light it. You know, all the lights are down here. Okay. I'm sure we can make that happen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can we make that happen? We have not had a good success rate so far. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. There's PCs in his house and he's passed out and they have fire. <laughs> it's not going to end well for him. It's probably not. I'm say, it's like burning, right. burning with fire is my first reaction. <laughs> Before we even got inside. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, going down. So you, go, you you head down the ladder and this th- this is definitely looks like some sort of makeshift basement. It's not... It, it looks like they've piled rocks along the walls. It so like it's an unfinished basement. Doesn't looks like it was dug. Property value. It was dug out, mm-hmm. right? No, but I mean, there, someone has gone and like placed rocks to sort of stop the walls from crumbling oh, down. Wow, okay. mm-hmm. um, and there is uh, the 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 ground is just plain stone and you know dirt, and uh, that the ladder kind of comes down in one corner, and it's fairly large, probably about twenty by twenty or twenty five okay. by twenty five. It's fairly large. Uh, it it, it uh, probably extends beyond the perimeter of the of, of the cottage itself, um, it, and there's like a what looks sort of like a, like a stone sepulcher right in the middle of the place. I don't know what a sepulcher is. Out of uh, character. A, a stone, uh, like altar. a stone coffin or an yeah. altar. Oh, okay. Cool. Like a. Wait, which is it? Is it a coffin or an altar? It's a coffin. It's like a thing with the thing. A lid. It's a, like a, a square-shaped... Like it's like a big table. Oh, so it's the, the thing, like, if it's up on top of a couple lead. of steps, and it's a thing, yeah. and you, like... And you always see people, like, levering it off, and, like... Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Exactly. Thanks. Sorry. I mean, I'm not really sorry. <laughs> well, Generally, like, very old vampires or knights yes. are put in them. Yes. Right. Whatever you're looking for the key to something and you have to desecrate someone's body, that's what it's in. Okay, cool. Um, Once again, I reiterate, burn it, burn it with fire. Any <laughs> decorations on it? Uh, there is carved on the t- 
top of it, you, well, probably painted on top of it, you can see what it looks like the yellow sign is painted on top of it. Is there anything on the walls? Are there some sconces for torches? Is there any way to like actually light the place? Uh, there are. There are. Pl- it looks like that there are places to put torches, but you, there is no torches down here. Okay. And there's no lanterns or anything like that. But we could technically hang the lantern on one of the sure. torch hooks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But if there was already a way to light the place, I would have just done it. That's what I was yeah. looking for. Okay. I'd like to confirm with everyone else that. That sign's on the top. I do see a yellow sign on top of that. Yeah. I do see a yellow sign on top. Yes. Good. There All right. Can confirm. I saw it too. Good. So we're all on the same page here. Why, Doctor? Have you been seeing things that you shouldn't be seeing? No, I, I just wanted to make sure. With the amount of strangeness that we've encountered, no doubt. The more confirmation we can accrue, the more solid the evidence. Uh, now, does it look like the top of the sepulcher is designed to move? Uh, yeah, sort of examining it. It looks like it has a. Um, it doesn't look like it's like carved out of the the bottom part and the, and the top do not seem to be carved out of the same piece. If you look from underneath, you can sort of see where there's a seam. there's a seam. Yeah. So may- maybe this is it. Maybe we take care of whatever's in this box and everything goes back to normal. Maybe, or we release something there. I also want to ask, just before we get any further, like, do we have any... Were there any signs besides the rotten food of anyone else being in the house with him? Um, upstairs, there's like a uh, like a coat rack near the door, uh, and there's, like, one of the... It's my son feeding the dogs. <laughs> okay. He says, Woo. There was like a woo noise, and I was like, oh, where's crap. a weapon? What the hell? <laughs> He's saying food. See, now you don't think it's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there, There's like a, a woman's overcoat there, so obviously someone comes in here. And also down here, the dirt is disturbed quite a bit. It looks like quite a, a lot of footprints okay. down here. Hmm. Well, I, I'd say we, we should investigate this quickly before anyone else arrives and before our friend upstairs awakens from his stupor. I feel like it's something I would have noticed. You said the coats were downstairs? Uh, right next to the okay. right next to the door. Okay, well, yeah, that's where right, I was standing right. a bunch of the time. Right. Uh, is it a nice woman's coat? Um, is that, I wouldn't know. Not like nobility, but I mean... I don't, I'm American. I don't know about nobility. Would a famous person wear that coat? No, probably not. Okay, I don't care about it. I didn't pay attention. It's not a designer coat. Yeah, it's I would like. Oh, uh, it's just it's a, just a well-made coat. coat. Okay, good to know. Okay. So you want to flip this thing over, or will I? Somebody at the door. Upstairs at the door. Mm-hmm. Let's leave it right there. <laughs> oh. Oh, no, you're killing right. me. Stu, usually I love you, but this is kind of a dick move, pal. <laughs> <laughs> he actually told me why, like, 
Yeah, it was on the podcast like a week ago, two weeks ago. I don't know. You said that you, he likes to leave it in cliffhangers because then he knows for sure where we are and where we're going. <laughs> where <laughs> we are next. <laughs> <laughs> he knows exactly what's going to happen. I have long said that I'm jealous of Stu's ability to pick the perfect moment yeah. to end games. <laughs> well, I think part of it is he it is he, like he doesn't look at all at like what time it is. No. It's like whatever time he decides he feels is going yeah, to be the cliffhanger. It. Yeah, it's going to be that. Yeah, that's the perfect moment. Let's leave it there. That's a good call. I actually do look at the time. Yeah, I, mean, I just do it surreptitiously. Yes. Like, Veil of mystery. <laughs> Stop making the subjects text. Pay no right. attention to the clock behind the curtain. <laughs> do your thing. Oh, sorry. That's fine. Thank you for joining us thing. for tonight's session. Uh, what was it? Eight? Nine? Nine. Nine. Nine of Murmurs at the Abyss in Call of Cthulhu 7th edition. Join us next time in two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. At uh, 7.08 p.m. Pacific. <laughs> no, 4.08 p.m. Pacific time yes. on Sunday. And if you'd like to see the games, go to happyjacks.org slash shows, and you can find our game and all of the other games that we're running, plus the Friday night show. Plus all the old shows. And all the old shows. Yes. And the new shows. And the one-shots. And the one-shots. And that's it. Thank you very much. All right, and bye. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Yes. Oh, and tomorrow... Tomorrow, a brand new show starting. Yes. What? Well, a... A sequel. Yeah, but it's still a new show. Yeah, like, it's like you our first have big to sequel. Watch done, that's true. Yeah, it is the first return to the same story universe. Yeah. Uh, well, no, that's not true. I guess, I guess Inukai. the Inukai games, but yeah. the same one with the same characters. Yes. Yes. Yeah, playing the same characters, but, but they're now, now teenagers. Or? Now, thirteen years later, they're in their mid twenties. Oh, okay. oh damn! Uh, for the insert coin, uh, Tales from the Loop game, but aged up and playing in the. Things from the Flood sequel book. It's kind of very grimly. That's uh, fucking awesome. Where all of the hope and super science dreams of the 80s have crashed down into despair and grunge in the 90s. So basically, you have 24 hours to binge all the old episodes. Yep. <laughs> you can do it at two times speed. But you, saying. you're actually gonna, you're going to be able to start here, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah you could absolutely start here okay. if you haven't listened to the other stuff. Uh, the main characters are returning, and there's going to be some new characters uh, joining us, and it's going to be an adventure in 1995 Boulder City, Nevada. Nice. And people are going to be able to drive now. What? Instead of being crazy, 12 years old uh, on their BMX bikes. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And but do they own cars? That's a question that yeah. we'll decide tomorrow uh, <laughs> when they make their character. Because yeah. tomorrow is episode zero, so yeah. it's character gen and and that stuff. And in this new game system, the sequel to Tales from the Loop, the characters can die. Oh, they are not invincible little story monsters. Uh, they because we don't kill children, but we do kill young adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you sounds that, legit. You get to that. Line when you're not a kid anymore and shit gets real. Yeah. yeah most people so. get more annoying in their 20s. Yeah. <laughs> more likely to be killed. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we're going to see how everybody's character has aged up and, and how new characters join into the group. And yeah. Cool. Excellent. And how people deal with the disasters that have befallen Boulder City in the meantime. Love it. Woohoo. See all our other shows when they are at happyjacks.org slash schedule, and we'll see you guys later. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.